0: the Rangian Heresy podcast, and uh, what can I say, it's nice, it's summer, uh, we're kind of back, we've been on the back burner for a bit now, but you know, summer no, comes first. No, summer,
1: summer is dead, you are, you're just looking and you're hearing and you're being assaulted nah. audially by quarter three of Rangian Heresy, uh, oh, well. we're getting an early start, <laughs> unlike every other Heresy podcast, that was our summer break, we're not expanding, we're not going to build on that, we're back and it's all hobby all the time.
0: Oh, I thought everyone had like a corona break in the rest of
1: the world, except us. Yeah, well, we don't even have to have (laughs) mouth protectors in Sweden, so who knows? It can't be that bad. No, it can't be that bad.
0: Who knows who knows?
1: Yeah, we don't have too Uh, many 5G towers. That's probably it. Must be. uh,
0: Didn't we invent the fucking thing with Ericsson?
1: All right. (laughs) I mean, probably, but when you have violent racism against China based purely on national economic reasons, you don't really think about science. You just go like, Herder, 5G, China, bad, herder.
0: No, 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 no. Alternate facts is the new catchword. That's how it is, mate. Is, Alternate is
1: that why you're sniffing helium?
0: <laughs> yeah, you no, know, it cures everything, you know? Uh <laughs> Well, before we, we even derailed, before we started about the intros, and welcome everyone to, you know, the amazing podcast. Uh, this is actually going to be kind of a treat. Um, during this episode, we're going to talk about everything that has to do with terrain, um, making terrains and all sorts of stuff, which you've probably already seen when you saw the, well, the title of the podcast, I guess, or title of the episode.
1: Provided uh, we're I can gonna do my
0: have... one job. Yeah, one job. Uh, we're going to have lovely Henry Seal on board as well. are going to talk about all cool uh, nice techniques, about yeah everything from oils to weathering to pigments to... You know all printing. kinds of crazy fluorescent paints
1: and whatnot. We're going through. Yeah, 3D printing, handcrafting, how to suit ah. the terrain to your own needs, and how terrain is actually the third participant.
0: Yeah, and how to spoilers mix, uh, you know, different bodily fluids into paints to get the right consistencies and per- perfection kind of paint works, You know, With
1: so all you that's, that's important. For spoiler, that's just a given.
0: Oh well, it's a spoiler from Fulgrim, right? That's why I said spoilers. Best book ever. Uh,
1: also, in, in accordance to that, Freddie's going to sh- upload the STL to actually 3D printing your own, p- what is it called? Like the pain pair that used on Fulgrim to exercise him in a, a reflection cracked.
0: Yeah. It's good. good uh, you, everyone should take some ins- inspiration from uh, that book if you want to spice up your sex life. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> anyone anyway. you wants <laughs> the state like I do. <laughs> just yeah. business as usual. Business as usual. Uh, anyway, but before we start into that, uh, before I forget, uh, you should follow us on Facebook, uh, you should like us on Instagram. I don't know how Instagram works, but I assume there's a like thingy on there. You should follow us on
1: Instagram. Oh, you, you follow, follow on us Instagram. on Instagram.
0: Oh, so you like us on Facebook, you... What?
1: Yeah, you and follow us on Instagram.
0: Okay, cool. So yeah, you just follow us on everything, social media-wise. Uh, uh, if, if you want to get a hold,
1: if we have what? ten thousand uh, followers on Instagram, Freddie's gonna install TikTok on his uh, <laughs> cell phone and gonna start do dances to K-pop,
0: Harry's inspired uh, dances. Yeah,
1: yeah. and awesome. Freddie doesn't know what I'm talking about, so I'm gonna explain it to him off air. But he's gonna totes dance to K-pop. Okay. You asked, we deliver.
0: Uh, I don't even know what TikTok is either, but anyway. So don't Google
1: it. Don't Google okay. it. Let it be a surprise. Uh,
0: all right, I'll let it be a surprise. Uh, anyway, so do that. If you want to get a hold of us, you can always send us a meshe- message on Messenger or just email us at theveranguinheresy at gmail.com. Uh, we love, like, every stuff you send us, feedback, um, questions. We get heaps of, like, hobby, hobby-related hobby questions, like how would you build this black li- black forest list? How would you kind of painting scheme, alternate painting scheme for our hands? And I don't know, like... Um, how would you? I think the last one was, How do you do best uh, sports? And, yeah, and then I know Jimmy PM'd me as well, How do you do best sports? So it was kind of like, Well, maybe his alter ego in the UK wanted the same question. <laughs> I don't know.
1: But did, did you tell him look in
0: the mirror? <laughs> look in the mirror, best sports, lose every game.
1: Uh, um, <laughs> oh, yeah, we got a really good question like, How many ships should my detachment of black shields actually have? Do we have like mm-hmm. one strike cruiser? Really good questions. I'm uh, surprised. Good question. Um,
0: and also, which, uh, which uh, third-party saturnine armor do we prefer, and so on. So if, if you want answers to all these uh, life mystery questions, just send us a uh, PM or a mail, and we'll go through that. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Ne-
1: never forget that Freddy, much like our beloved actor, uh, Ivan Drago in Sweden has a double PhD, so if you want to know anything about chemistry or like Swedish poetry, just send him a question. Now that's aeronautical
0: engineering and mechanical engineering. I know nothing about chemistry.
1: <laughs> I don't know, man. Isn't it all science? Can't you like build a robot? Yeah, that's true. See? There you go. See? Ask Freddy. Ask him anything. Real your won't tell you where kids are really from, ask him, man. He knows. <laughs> he, he's seen stuff. He's seen stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, Attack ship on fire outside of Saturn. So, like, uh, drops of tears in the rain and stuff like that. Anyway, I've seen before you fucking... guys wouldn't believe. Three
1: ones on a typhoon blast. Phoenix <laughs> Terminator is charging one inch for difficult terrain. Uh, so many painful God. memories now. So for many painful time. memories.
0: Exactly. Fucking uh, getting bogged down on a turnip. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> so that is all social media done. I love to hear from you guys. Uh, Let's go into hobby progress. So organized.
1: You first, Freddie. What have you been doing? Well,
0: I have not been doing anything heresy related. (gasps) Okay, besides uh, writing some fluff and and kind of writing up some missions from people that have asked me to write up missions and stuff. Uh, But besides that, I haven't done any, any hobby, well, painting heresy related stuff, I guess. Oh, Fuck. I mean, shit. I forgot about it. I did uh, 20 Militia. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did well, that's, something that's very related.
1: Militia Army, that's, that's barely anything, so it's easy to forget.
0: Yeah, it doesn't really count. It's like 20 Militia, 5 hobgoblins, Wolf Riders, you know, same shit. Um, <laughs> uh, but what I've been doing, though, it's I have painted so much war. It's ridiculous. JP's going to love this. So. so I've been painting so much war. I've been to my magic attic. And also, I've been scavenging around like uh, on alpha spill, like game shops and stuff, where they held some spares to fill out my fleet. And now, currently, I am the proud owner well of my Chaos Dwarf fleet, I've always had, uh, my Chaos fleet, and my Empire fleet. But I've decided I don't want any of those. I want to have <laughs> Bretonians now, for the campaign. Do Bretonians even have boats? <laughs> Oh, yes, do they? They have the galleons and the crosshairs and the b- buccaneers and so Like, the Britannians are shit hot. Is, is it's so hot their, right now in Man of War to be a Britonian.
1: Is that where they get their British influences? Because, I mean, I don't want to rag on the French because that's like national sport at this term, but I don't really think the French are known as intrepid naval explorers. I'm looking at you, Seven Years' War. But, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, if they do take British influences, sure. Uh, well, really. Why they would you bring up Man of War in a heresy
0: podcast? Oh, because maybe, spoilers, um, we shock th- There will be uh, in the future a little surprise coming out from the podcast. There will be something called, uh, well, considering that I spend way too much time in my attic or in my garage, uh, <laughs> rummaging through <laughs> old shit. Um, Hiding from our families, yes. Yeah, uh, uh, during a, a ma- yeah, well, that's also true. Um, during the, one of the last uh, binge drinking sessions, we kind of got the band back together and decided that, you know what would be super cool? It would be to have like a old specialist game podcast, like a, like a little special, special mini-series where we go through what used to be, because we're old and grumpy and we think that life was better before uh, what is it, 8th Ed? Or 9th Ed? What were we up to? I have no idea anymore.
1: I, I think we're up to ninth Ed now. I think we okay. released it just recently.
0: Yeah. Where we can talk about everything that used to be good in the world. To see the your Warmaster armies driven before you. Hear the lamentation of your crew members as they get devoured by, you know, the Poseidon God. As you kind of roll up your 500 tables of stats on your Chaos Warband. As you take out your data card for your rhino, and as you packed your uh, battle wagon with as many orcs as it could carry, and everything that fell off while you removed it, kind of died.
1: Yes, Conan. I mean, Freddy. That is the <laughs> false quote from the <laughs> movie. Wrote, that is uh, what is good in life.
0: While you wrote, like, a massive Inquisitor scenario. So, let's you say uh, there will be something for everyone, because we want to revisit a blast from the past, and it's going to be Kind of like a side project for us because we kind of, you know, well, we're all grumpy men, so we okay. kind of like this sort of shit. So yeah, well, it's going to be a side project, uh, and so right now yeah. we're doing doing it one game at a time. So we, the the plan is we game that like uh, to everything that we can to the fullest extent of that game, like a month of prep where we only play that game, we take notes. And then we do like an episode where we just discuss that game. Where we're going to have, uh, we already had a massive cool guest list because we kind of like pre worked this a little bit. Uh, where we discuss that game, you know, what happened, memories, and so on and so on. Like uh, it's already, like it's all down the pipes, but it's kind of like a sideshow. So right now, we're, our main podcast is still going to be Heres it is. is just, we're oh, just going to go through all these we're not old games
1: and episodes or like cool no. any shows. We're going to do this on the side. And as Freddie said, it's going to be more of like a long-drawn, episodic... It's more like an old 5th Ed campaign. It's going okay. to take plenty of times in between. We're going to have plenty of time to do playtesting, which I know is an AFMA nowadays. Uh, and okay. we're going to plot it out. We're going to draw on the deepest experts of well-known expertise that we have. Because, like Freddie said, in this... Or we might use call JP if we're desperate. But yeah. yeah, call JP or, you know, Jimmy Henderson. <laughs> people who know the games that we do not. And yeah. we got to actually find somebody who owns an Arabi army, because I want to know all about War Master Arabi.
0: Well, I didn't you see I uploaded your uh, pathetic sixth-ed uh, Arabia <laughs> army book on our fucking podcast, uh, Google Drive?
1: I tried, but before I did that, I tried to read the stats in the fourth-ed undead army, and I lost the will to live. Uh, he has 12 wounds. This is a mummy lord. Jeez, Freddy. Yeah. Trying to kill me. Just hit him with the
0: burning sword of a never-ending pain.
1: I'm pretty uh, sure that's an actual <laughs> name. That's that's what they named shit back in the day. Yeah, yeah so anyway. Two it's names. gonna be we have like a mission statement, we have a plan, we've got like a mm. well, well-developed uh, to be Concept honest, a pad. Yeah, a pad with handful of yeah. notes and like bar napkins. What we're we gonna yeah. do how? Now, we're gonna drink plenty, pair, play plenty. And the thing is, all of these games are ostensibly beer and pretzel games. So you can't yep. have fun and not be sober, which are Freddy's two favorite things to do together.
0: To not have fun and not be sober?
1: Uh, to not be sober, but also have fun. Oh ah, yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> what you described <laughs> first, it seems like marriage, but... Yeah, that's true. Uh, Get on Yo.
0: That's good. Uh, so, leaving quickly on from... from...
1: <laughs> Mordheim. Mordheim. We'll have Mordheim. We'll have... We'll have Mordheim. Titanicus. We'll have everything. We'll have Freddy, original Freddy Titanicus, the...
0: <laughs> We uh, Trader.
1: Trader
0: no, we're going to do second episode. Rogue Trader is too complicated to explain if, in one episode.
1: <laughs> so. if, you, if you are a person of rare sophistication, a gentleman, a scholar or a gentle lady, please write in. Uh, tell us about Rogue Trader. Do you live in Sweden? Can we play games with you? Can I somehow in any way at least once prove Freddy wrong? Can we break down Rogue Trader in one episode? Can it be done? <laughs> well, it probably could not be done. Please, Obi Wan, uh, the mysterious Rando Calrissian, help me. Help uh, me prove Freddy wrong, please. Why, do, why? is it all
0: about proving me wrong? Anyway, so I so never did. Mis- mis- <laughs> no, that's true. Because you suck. But Christopher, what about yes. your hobby progress? Well,
1: if Freddy wants me to say I've done nothing.
0: No, I do not to disappoint
1: him. I have done some custom necromunda guys. Uh, actually Morton <sighs> That's not, not even fucking heresy. <laughs> Well, yes, it does, because you do play the Necromunda Spiders, which is like a militia regiment.
0: Mm, that's true. That is so true. The planet's
1: there. Pretty sure it was like found by the Imperial Fist as well.
0: That is true. Also true. Found, wasn't it pacified by them? Wasn't it found by Dark Angels?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. But the Imperial Fists have it nowadays. So yeah. I mean,
0: well, I, things... I don't know any of these new new. New fluff things. I'm pretty
1: sure it's like second edition or like, you know, Space Man is fifth dead. Uh Anyway, so... Uh, I'll read my old Necromunda books. <laughs> it's all metals for Freddy. Uh, so I've kit-bashed a couple of like, what do they call them? The new Stormtroopers, uh, Tempestus Sionis, and I've mixed them in with some Palanite Enforcers, and I've done some Green Stuff Berets. So I've made like a custom gang that works for the Guilders, and I call them the Human Resources. And they only have like non lethal killers and they render people down into fat, soap, and food. So basically, I use them in a necromantic campaign. I'm gonna, st- I hope, take up again after this COVID thing calms down. I don't know, 2021, 2022. And I'm gonna use them as basically uh, the generic bad guys. If somebody gets a bit too powerful, if somebody gets a bit too full of themselves, the human resources are gonna break down the door. Okay. Yeah. there you go to even, to even all out uh,
0: well, also, I mean, if that doesn't work you can use the Adeptus Astachis
1: no, no 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 Space Marines the Necromunda Freddy please no, I it's eternal question the Adeptus uh, bites. they're a bit better than the Enforcers yeah and now actually we're gonna get it seems like the Escher book the expanded Escher book the House of Blades mm-hmm. coming out soon so I'm super excited uh, also I finished up my last Strike Cruiser for the Night Lords Ooh, and you know good. what, Freddie? Do you know why that's fortuitous? Do you know why it's so fortuitous? Because we're going to do a BFG
0: episode.
1: Yes, that and do you know what the latest news is? Yes,
0: I know.
1: The heresy book.
0: Yeah, apparently out. the Night Lords win.
1: Next month. yeah, Night Lords win the heresy. It's a huge upset. Nobody knew. No idea. Spoilers. So, I mean, what's in the book? If you have not seen the community post that uh, Forge World put out, I guess on um, the 3rd of August 2020, in case this is in the backlog, if you're listening to this in the far future in your space station trying to piece together the puzzles of human existence in 2020, uh, which I assume you'll just listen to the podcast and understand everything. We have Eurodite participants like Freddy and everyone except for me and me, Edit Monkey. So, i be in. Night Lords, uh, Dark Angels, I guess. Too bad Magnus isn't here. I guess we're just free to bullshit on the Dark Angels.
0: Apparently, oh, they're getting more jetpikes and then some more
1: jetpikes, it looks like. Yeah, Dark Angels are getting like five pages of rights to war, I guess.
0: Yeah,
1: where and... where they always lose
0: victory points, whatever they do.
1: <laughs> hey, you laugh at that, but I've played Alpha Legion a hell of a lot, so I know that actually ties in. You're super dependent on that last victory point if you pay badly like I do. So for the Night Lords, mm. uh, you have new unit entries for Night Raptors, Terror Troops, Iago Savatar, I guess Curse, finally. Well, uh, have uh, okay. well that, that may or may not
0: be new unit entries, because I think they said that they're reposting the unit entries there for ease of use to replay the the whole Thremis Crusade.
1: All I really want is hashtag Melt the Bombs for Terror Troops. No, if, I guess, if I just get that. Oh, Fake news. point rebalancing. Forge World, please, I beg of thee, you readjusted the points for every other legion. Ashen Circle, Palanite Blades, like everyone. Everyone got Melt-O-Bombs. Every- I mean, Palonite Blades even got, like, what? Artificer armor on an individual scale? Yeah. They're terror troops. I mean, all I want is, like, a slight points adjustment. Not a lot, not egregiously so. And some Melt-O-Bombs. Well, what would you rather have—the point adjustment or the melt bombs? The melt bombs. Okay. The melt bombs, and a little weak, like super easy. What about uh, not
2: causing fear anymore?
1: I mean, I got to use that against Freddy, so no, against the uh, Pella when I played my game. We've talked about that game, right? Yeah. We must have.
2: Uh, yeah, we sure did.
1: But that was ages ago. Yeah, it was ages ago. It was mm. a different age. <laughs> that's a different time Yeah, so anyway, uh, you, Night Lords get a new character I really hope for some point adjustments The Fromus Crusade And there's been a lot of hubbub on the internet If maybe Forge World was sandbagging us And not releasing everything that's in the index
0: I know, by putting that War, Warhammer community thing and, and someone pointed out, rightly though That it would have been the thinnest black book ever If it, yeah. that's the only thing that's in there But one would assume Because if you look into it, it's not much
1: many campaign rules and
2: shit going on.
1: Sure Which, she is what? Which is really un- unusual because even in like I- I'm going to call it a filler book. You know like uh, book 6? In that one they had like Victorious Vengeance and they put up an entire campaign system and even that one had a lot of rules in it. And of course then you have like the Prospero campaign, the Conquest system. Well all, all the books are been minutes.
0: around 300
1: pages-ish. Yeah. And this one is what, 205?
0: Yeah, it seems smaller. Like, that seems a lot smaller.
1: Yeah. I, I think they've just basically redacted it to not leak too much. Yeah. yeah. I am ridiculously excited. It, I, I've said it before, I'm going to say it on air so someone can hold me to it. If you can't take melt bombs for terror troops, I'm going to like handcraft them from green stuff, like from the old, you know, Mark II weapon screw where you got like 10 melt bombs. I'm going to hunt them down and put them on all my terror troops. Like the old, smaller ones you used to get in the upgrade kit. Or do you mean the big ones with the big handle? Oh, yeah. The one you got in, like, in Betrayal of Calf? No. Yeah. Uh, I don't have those. I only have them on my sergeant. So, you know, I don't know. Mastercrafted melter out the Second Dead.
0: No, no. Then you need the Mastercrafted Vortex
1: Grenade. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then everyone has Displacer Fields. You really need def- the Mastercrafted part. So... <laughs> Uh, joking aside, next book. Couldn't have come too soon. Uh, okay, Freddy, yeah. pop quiz. You yes. can, you're gonna order the book and you're gonna buy two more things from Forge World because you're gonna free fright. What are you buying?
0: I want a... Thunderbolt uh, fighter.
1: Awesome. But you want
0: me to say the new stuff, do you? No. <laughs> no? And, Just like uh,
1: the first thing you'd click into the basket.
0: Uh, and then I want a uh, Mercarius, what's it called? The, the one that.
1: Vanquisher? With like the destroyer? Vindkid yeah, Vindkid? yeah, with
0: the, with the long guns. It's the only one
1: I don't have. Oh, okay. That's the only one I do have. Cool. For me, yeah. it would be the Empress Children Deco Sheet.
0: And... Oh, that's true. I need that as well. So I'll click that as well.
1: <laughs> Just throw it in. And the Dark. I only have <laughs> one, and I need another one. The Dark Angel creator, and I think the Dark Angel Transfer Sheet.
2: Because
1: mm. I think good. the time has come to like, finally fucking get somewhere with this project. One of them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll buy that shit. Well, I can't get Astra Crawls anymore, so yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of sad. Still, though, uh, for everyone out there who's sort of waiting, the time has come. Be ready to face a sea of black in front of you. All the that is not know, I've, I've always England. liked Dark Angels. I've always liked them. It's not the rules, man. I've always just like when book 7 came out and it mm-hmm. turned out lo and fucking behold male, Malefic Maleficarum everybody really liked the Thousand Suns, I guess for this story <laughs> People looking at Playboy for the. Everyone R2 loves
0: game. Magnus in so much times.
1: You know we're gonna get like, I don't know, what's his name? Red Veil? In, yeah. Like like, uh, Son Mortalis, or, like, uh, the lion with the wolf blade in Son Mortalis?
0: Yeah. It'll be, like, the best Sun Mortalis ever. Uh, yeah. But I actually played, like, the first ever Games Workshop uh, 40k-ish thing I ever had was Dark Angels, and back in Rogue Trader, they were black. So I actually I had black I had a black rhino, you know, the old ones, and yep. I had, like, a, uh, two squads of, um, Metal marines. And then I had that, you know, you bought that box, you get 30 beakies on plastic yeah. screws. Yeah. When it was like beige plastic.
1: Yeah, banana clips.
0: Yeah. And then you can buy those, you bought those transfers for the Dark Angels and you had like those sergeant chevrons
1: as well. I've seen them, yes. I've seen oh, them in a museum. So it belongs those in a museum, Freddie.
0: No, no, those are the best of times.
1: So good. It was the best of times, it was the worst of times. A tale of two yeah, cities. Great.
0: So many people with power fists and stuff.
1: Knowing you, I bet you that there's, like, a picture of you holding a Dark Angel army. Like, holding the receipt of your first purchase. You can always go, like, well, I've always loved the Dark Angels. We've always yeah. been at war with Ocean. It would be a black
0: and white photo, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Are you like Keon Reed? You're like a immortal vampire.
0: Didn't, didn't I post that once a day? Like, me and Pelle playing second ed and in, in our, like... I have like the posh and nineties fucking turtle neck and
1: you still have that. listening to <laughs> Nirvana. You still do that? Yeah, it's like
0: Nirvana in the background.
1: Yeah, I've seen Freddie with like an. With our like, paperboard, <laughs> uh,
0: pa- paper cut fucking uh, houses you get from the secondary books. <laughs> yeah, oh, uh, but
1: having listened to the podcast and knowing you for quite a while now, uh, is this before or after you guys threw that shit heavy tank into the basement wall? <laughs> that was Pelle...
0: That was a World War One game over the top. I'll never forget
1: that. <laughs> yeah, and then you you guys went over the top. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh good times. That in my basement when we used to play on my uh, ping pong table. Ah, oh, good. Like, times. so there was no six x four. It was like fucking massive. Games
1: took all day. Apparently, in a nine four K, I think the default size for a game is smaller now. Yeah, no, it's, it's just got to show like fucking future is just shit. 4 <laughs> K had right all those years ago the past is worse that well yeah, I think exactly. that's actually it I'm gonna hand over now to the brilliance of Henry Steele uh, the cold calculated shrewdness of Eric and Freddy's there too yeah
0: I'm drinking
1: <laughs> so
0: I really not much to add
1: <laughs> yeah having listened to it already I can attest to the fact that I say yeah a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah no that's cool yeah yeah, that's yeah. pretty much me. Could you they tell me how people.
0: to paint? <laughs>
1: My you name guys. Is paint the, paint. How do you
0: paint? Finger paint? paint, yeah. paint? yeah. No, so but actually, it. it's, it's a good episode. You guys it's will enjoy game. it. Yeah. Like,
1: You guys are really good teachers. So, you know, thanks.
0: Cool. Cool. So, we'll be right back after this.
3: The power. The
2: power. we yes.
0: Extraordinary. Um, I don't know. I, I ran out of adjectives that are positive, Henry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, let's just say our mystery. A phone. Our mystery, <laughs> mystery, uh, mystery successful reoccurring guest here uh, that we'd love to have. Uh, our almighty, all knowledgeable, or hobby guru, Mr. Henry Steele. How are you, sir?
4: No, I'm very well, thanks, mate. Thanks for having me back. It's lovely to be chatting to you, chaps, again. Um, you mean likely not not an Oracle or any of that, though. <laughs> Are
0: you sure. Just well, just just do a Hobbit troll then. Yeah. Been <laughs> Everyone's been trying to trick me for the last fucking half hour, and we have You used just want someone new to throw under the the Christopher bus. Yes. <laughs> fucking hell. <laughs> Anyway, so uh, today's, uh, as you've seen in the intro and probably seen on the fucking podcast, nothing, uh, today we're talking all about uh, making nice and cool, sexy terrain. Um, and we're gonna cover stuff like snow, pigments, lights, effects, display stands, oil paints, weather bases, and so on and so on. And um, so I guess uh, we're just gonna talk about uh, everything that has to do with making your train look super sexy. Because I know we put a lot of effort into our models to make them look fucking awesome. And there's nothing like when you rock up. Everyone remembers back in the heyday of Second Ed, I assume. Everyone goes, oh, Second Ed. <laughs> Except Christopher, who doesn't know what Warhammer is. But... made a cardboard. God. God. I, feel,
1: I feel I should clarify this, Freddy. I do play games, just not necessarily with you. Uh, um, yeah, yeah. There's there, uh, so a the reason to that. He's
0: you're, you're trying to spread the rumors. We have yet to seen it on footage, but, you know. <laughs> but anyway, so uh, we all remember back in the day, we've seen, like, you, you have those crazy, really sexy people are putting, like, the super decent amount of work on their models and stuff, and they rock up somewhere and um, not to get an opportunity to uh, piss on our 40k cousins. <laughs> but <laughs> if we remember a Lincoln not that far long ago, uh, where the people that actually had the super uh, sexy painted armies, uh, the 2%, whatever did, um, they played on games where they were like, basically just the green flock mat. Everyone yeah. remembers the old games workshop, green fucking game mats. Everyone should go! Yay! Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, with like styrofoam and cardboard terrain and shit and, and stuff, and like that was that was fine when we were like eight years old and yeah, and probably yeah. Can't or it or it's BattleTech
4: now. At
3: least we have three D
1: terrain. Apparently, 4 k
3: <laughs> wasn't that like 3D the 3D war terrain. machine and holding yeah, your imagination. Well, now when they brought back line of sight, yes. Yeah, no, but now they
1: brought back
0: line of sight, though, so it might change again. Uh, anyway, yep. let's drop that fucking rabbit hole and go back to the topic. Uh, so back to the last we go. Yeah, so everyone talks about like um, the, the one thing that we always got positive um, feedback from uh, and even from the 40K players or fantasy or whatever they were playing. Uh, any other game system was that we had really nice looking train and it, it was like super good. Uh, so we thought about, like, that there's nothing more impressive than to paint with a super well-paint army on a definitely. really nice table, right? We can all agree on that. That's like, mm-hmm. it really yeah. makes yeah, yeah the gaming experience fucking amazing. And, and we, we have to give it to Games Workshop. Like, they've done some decent terrain. Like, they have some really good terrain kits and so on. And, and, and there's heaps of uh, third-party supplies out there that do terrain. And terrain is something that you can actually use go out and grab some pieces of wood. And like we did back in the day, we did styrofoam. We added some PVA glue. We painted it and kind of chipped it and all kind of stuff. But there's nothing more than to make the train. Like, if you, if you have really nice-looking miniatures and you make the battlefield look super realistic, then then your like, gaming experience going to take
1: it to a whole different level. And that, that's that my personal opinion. I assume opinion. all you
0: guys agree to that.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I'd say um, that... The, the... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the terrain is also a way of promoting the narrative and just expanding mm-hmm. and expanding mm-hmm. on the scenario that you have. If we just take the base thing, having your bases matching your terrain, that enhances the experience, particularly if you can get like a matched opponent. But like you guys always do with like Linkon and that uh, we've seen with the f- bigger events, when you have like an actual spaceport to war on or a space elevator or like, of course, Apropos themed zone Mortalis terrains. That not only makes you feel more involved in the plot as a whole, it makes it easier for, yeah. to, for the players to see how can it actually affect what's ongoing here. So in this segment, we're gonna talk about it and Henry's gonna be our like big brain. Freddie's gonna be the hands who have actually done the work. <laughs> Eric's the eyes who keep all the details. And I'm just gonna be the ears, trying to listen and absorb <laughs> as much as
0: possible. The, the apprentice learning. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah so I'm gonna like, ask the people... all the important questions. Yeah, I'm like Mickey Mouse. I'm gonna try and like take shortcuts with all these like mops walking around, and, and <laughs> Freddy, and Freddie, Eric and Henry's gonna be like the patient <laughs> wizard Jen Sid and just teach me and clean up my messes, proverbially. So uh,
0: I guess we um, will start off with uh, building terrain before we go into the whole uh, rabbit hole painting it and. I guess this this is kind of like a short segment. It's not gonna like the actual building. I mean, short part of this segment is gonna be about building because everyone knows it's super easy to get hold of some trinkets. Like just just buy fucking Games Workshops trinkets. Uh, Fortreal has really nice train. Do Do you guys remember that city fight stuff they did before?
3: Mm-hmm. Oh, like oh.
0: the bags? No, 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 I mean
3: like the They actually
0: did ruins and shit. And yeah, oh, painted uh, up the
3: table. Yeah, and you stuff. have oh, about eight. You also have the three D printing. Uh, Ten, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. good
4: files out there now. Yeah. yeah, man. That that's what I wanted to definitely bring up. There's I think particularly yeah. the last even just the last say six months, um, just an explosion now of of people that are are providing yeah. really good quality designs. Mm-hmm. Um the printing stuff. And, and I think it's you know there's I'm sure you guys have talked, touched a little bit on three D printing uh, and stuff for the other episode, and I'm sure you'll do more of it yeah. in the future. I know, like people like Pontus and stuff are really into it over there, aren't they? But there's yeah. the essentially of the, the two different types of three D printer. You get the 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 one that you want to be printing your terrain on. Yeah, the PLA uh, is the one with the, that extruded resin, isn't it? The one with the 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 PLA yeah, the, the coil stuff. It's it's yeah. a hell of a lot cheaper than the other one uh and it's also an, so much more durable like there's there's pieces of those the terrain that you can make on that that you can jump up and down on and it's not chipping it's not there's nothing I, and it's super lightweight as well um I think a lot of people use it for making props and things for like cosplay um it's it's i I honestly think it's the the future of terrain um and I think we're just at the start of it but because like, I've got a list here of, of all the challenges that I've come up against with building terrain and painting terrain for other people and for, for myself. Um, and the, the 3D printed stuff solves nearly, nearly all of them. Um, it's just getting to that point where we just need that printer that is so plug and play. That, that people are like, oh, okay. But, yeah, uh, I would say Get with the, the whole it the
3: PLA the print, it, you know, it leaves, the, it leaves layers that are very clear. So you need, you need to, yeah. to paint it with PVA yeah. glue yeah, like from wires. what I found. Yeah. If you paint it with PVA glue, it it kind of helps. Mm-hmm. Um, but and I also, yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah, or you can use like filler. Uh, filler yeah. primer works pretty well. But again, I, I think yeah. it's that. Yeah. We're just at the beginning of that now. Um, yeah, you know, just, a year down the oh, line good. there's going to be better printers you know it's, yeah, it's, any it's cubic moving again. so quickly there's, that, there's that, just that, a um, Saturn, uh,
3: resin printer that just came out and uh, Anycubic is coming out with a printer that can print I think it's like three times the current print plate um, so if you really want to go all in on detailed yeah. terrain then you, go, uh, then you should wait for one of those new printers and you can go with dentist resin mm. And you're gonna have super hard resin that actually mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. where you can do detail layers where you can't see the layers anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so, like but... it's
4: like a cast, isn't it? When you look at it, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like a resin cast. It's it's so cool, man. Like, and it's not. I think yeah. it's
2: because
4: uh, cost is a big thing, right? With with terrain, and you know, it cost's a big thing with anything. But I think uh, there is whilst you may have an initial outlay with the 3D printing, it's not going to be long before it, it's going to cost you less to purchase the printer and the resin than it would be to buy one table's worth of time I agree there. And you've now got the capabilities of printing. endless.
0: Well, I think tray. we're starting to hit that uh, sweet spot already, considering how like the, the business is moving towards selling blueprints and stuff and so yeah. on. And uh, from work, I've seen like obviously we we kind of like using a different budget than an average or gaming but the quality that they get up like uh, fuck, we're even uh, yeah. printing in Kevlar and uh, fucking titanium and shit mm. so so i think that it, it's moving so fast that eventually it's like henry said it's going to be uh yeah, but, affordable. But it, i think like every home is eventually going to have a yeah. fucking but I, yeah.
4: I really think it's for our hobby it's probably going to be the next like everyone was like, "Oh, three D printing is going to change our hobby." It is completely, but I think one of the Definitely. areas we'll see it first will be terrain, um, just because it's 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 larger, you can and just, simpler. Um, yeah, you can look at our events. Wants.
3: Like you know, last it's, it's... at Railtag in February, we had uh, I don't know if you've seen the Heresy Train. Uh, we had a three D printed Heresy Train there uh, mm. at Scandos. Mm. Depending on if I. I printer actually gets to work at some point, Uh, we're probably going to have a whole table that's going to be 3D printed uh, terrain, (laughs) a base. Um, So definitely, at least at our events, you can already probably within a year see tables that are completely 3D printed.
2: Yeah,
1: I would probably sincerely recommend that if you have a game club or if you think of starting a game club or maybe it's a couple of you and your shallow friends are finally getting together to have like a joint <laughs> man cave or in England a shed a hobby shed if you guys can come together like buy a communal 3D printer because back in the day when like airbrushing was just getting started me and my friends went together because mm. obviously we were just mm. finally finishing up our studies so we had like some disposable income we all just shipped in like the four of us and bought an airbrush and a compressor yeah. And then we just shared it. We just here. I've had it two weeks. Your turn. If you do the same thing with a 3D printer for terrain, it's probably going to pay itself off super quick because you can do it for fantasy, Mordheim, Necromunda, whatever. I've actually got like one of those old-fashioned, like 3D printed terrain pieces. It's the bunker I bought for Lincoln for a long time ago. I don't know if Fred reminds it. Yeah, and I had to literally paint it up for two days. So I used like rattle cans, and then used like soot and just sealed it in. And you get quite passable results, not great looking for great looking, I'm sure like each and every one of you remaining free musketeers can give way better tips, but just a 3D printed, and it was blue too, which you know added to my issues. but 3D printing and like two rattle counts, all in all, I think that 3D printed bunker cost me like maybe eight u s dollars. I paid like really bare minimum on it, and then you have a bunker and. That bunker alongside a couple of trench systems oh, yeah, definitely. will easily set you back 75 bucks from GW. If you all remember, like 10 or 12 years ago, when I started getting back into 40k, if you wanted thematic terrain, you were looking at spending like maybe but 100 thing, bucks to fill a table minimum, and then you but, needed a mat. Yeah, but but the thing is, the with the, um, and cheaper stuff. With oh, the,
3: if you do that bunker, even if you did it with resin, we're talking maybe 20 euro. Or, yeah, that's like, I don't know, 15, 18 US dollars or something. Mm. No, sorry, 25 US dollars. Um, So I would say that even if you did it with resin instead of PLA, then it's still fucking cheap. Like, it's if if you get a printer working and get it going on, it's cheap. And then you just have to do, like, if you do PLA prints, then you get really durable terrain that has less detail. Or you can do the rest and it's a bit more expensive, but you get super detailed terrain. That's
4: yeah. And I think with that, that's worth sort of saying yeah. as well, is like Christopher mentioned, the club. I, I think there's an and this I've only really become part of part of gaming clubs relatively recently in, in my my sort of hobby history. Um and one of the things I've always noticed is is that the storage issue and the you know getting it out and putting it away at the end of the night and the things getting damaged um and all of that and, and it's you know you get people coming together for a weekend and painting all the terrain up and it's you know sometimes it's p- people being lazy and, and ignorant and sometimes yeah. it's it's just yeah. accidents you know it's going to happen but the stuff does get damaged and it's it's horrible because people have put all that time in but so i think for me if i was if i was on a club committee or i was doing it for the club i would be definitely 100 behind using the the pla stuff for for, for club terrain But i think if yeah. you are fortunate enough to have a permanent or semi-permanent setup then yeah it's just you're just saying eric then if you go down the
3: yeah yeah the oh, not, there's uh, the saturn or the the new uh mono that's coming out
4: oh yeah yeah, the the not the, 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 the solid yeah it's for want of a better word the sort of solid type resin um more I would more say what for cl- expect if you yeah, I would say, you say for clubs as you're model, saying
3: PLA um that they would for care. personally when I do terrain for tables at home mm. uh I really like them to be really fucking detailed. So so say for a personal gaming if you build like one table yeah. that's your home table Then I would say go for resin and then spend the extra, let's say, uh, 100 pounds on getting that really amazing looking uh, table. And then, of course, pack the things better than you would in a club because resin is going to be smashed if you drop it or something. Yeah, It will explode (laughs) in a thousand pieces. (laughs) Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) As as someone who actually plays <laughs> Necromond a lot, despite what Freddy says and slanders <laughs> in a durable situation. If if you actually look at getting like a Son Mortalis board, I think we all remember with a certain fondness, like the yeah. scribe station from Forge World for the Son Mortalis like yeah. mm-hmm. stations. Mm-hmm. And they had like I think the armory section, of course, the sick ward. You can actually print yeah. that now. I know that Anvil Industries yeah. recently started up their yeah, Forge. Yeah, yeah. For that, I'd recommend getting a resin printer. So I think it wouldn't be impossible to maybe have like a PLA printer for the
3: club, yeah. and, and then a resin printer not that items it. from some it's, resin printer. Three hundred and fifty pounds.
4: Just just so we're getting the terminology right, because this confused me as, as <laughs> like I wanted to check. so it's SLA is what I've always referred to as of the the type of printers that you may print a, a, a twenty eight mil model on, so like the AnyCubic Photon, and it's uh. Is it DLP? I just want I to think get this right in PLA case it's a good I've not heard that.
3: I think it's PLA Sorry. for plastic, FDM? like the extruder no. ones. And then you have I think it's S I, I right. don't remember if it's DLP or SLA. One of them is laser resin printer and the other one is the dipping one where you you know dip down mm-hmm. and then you yeah.
4: Yes. And the dipping That's one is really the good. For one. Terrain That's, because said, like, the
3: laser that one. is like the yeah. PLA. So it points at one space at a time and then it dries around and you know, paints every mm. it does every layer. Uh, and laser can do harder resin. Uh, the problem with the with that is if you do terrain, it needs to move right. the laser around quite a lot, so it takes a long time to print. Where with the dipping one you have a basically it's a phone screen with UV, UV light in it, and it just does the whole layer in the amount in maybe eight mm-hmm. seconds. No matter how much you have in that layer, it just does everything in eight seconds. Mm. Um, so that that's the three different types you have to uh, to work with. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> succinct. The Thanks, Eric.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you have any other questions about 3D printing or ideas of it, please email us and address it only to Eric.
4: It's something I got quite into, yeah, about 12 months ago. And I I picked one up and and did a load of stuff and worked with, um, did some things with Ryan Kimmel out there, sort of uh, getting to grips with it all. Um, Yeah, because it was around Lincoln last year. Um, And... but I, I, uh, well, really, I would really know because I
0: delivered it. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, so I, I'd be really interested like to, to hear, like, like you say, maybe oh, yeah. Eric and maybe someone like Pontus, who I know has been doing a, a lot of it. Um, I think it'd be really good to hear how you guys have, have yeah. found it. You know, maybe a year into using it for 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 the hobby and stuff. Just so, just so this yeah. doesn't become like a three <laughs> D printing episode. No, we we should definitely
0: revisit this yeah. uh, and have like a three D printing episode. That's definitely we have to. Yeah, we'll write I, that down. And, just one one and get back on that for yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. I know I'll
3: talk to Pontus. And me Pontus too are with great my guys, problems, so... I yeah. found out what's Someone's wrong said... with my printer now, and now I'm waiting for spare parts <laughs> for it. So. For...
4: Hobbying or, or yeah. just.
3: So I still sure. haven't actually printed anything successful, but it's because yeah. the bill plate was uneven. So basically everything failed no matter what I did. So right, right. Our... <laughs> And now we're waiting for the pass from China, which is probably going to take a while.
4: <laughs> but you can also, to be fair, like if the thought of uh, printing it yourself doesn't appeal, there are um these third party companies yeah. now that that's their thing they 3d print terrain so they may sell the files but they'll also sell the the actual prints themselves and i and i think you touched on it a moment ago chris but i i, I still think the budget for a table is is still going to be probably between 1 and 200 pounds something like that for for a a table that like a, a permanent setup one for home i still think you're looking at at that much to get everything sort of top level, um, but I certainly think for club terrain, like you can comfortably do yeah. sub
0: sub one hundred pounds or, or one hundred euros. Yeah, the the one thing though that the three three D printer allows you to do for the permanent setup or whatever you're going for is to get that uh, really custom yeah. personal feel, yeah. club feel, or narrative feel because you can print specific pieces and stuff yeah, that yeah, you yeah. like. You get the, like the games workshop Train, like it's it's very like you know the sector imperialis or whatever, it's like it's all the same. Like you can convert the fuck out of that, but just being able to print uh like your own research station or anything that adds to your narrative or your like uh, gaming yeah. club sort of focus, you could it's amazing.
3: And we haven't that before, like, screen, videos, had that before you had to sweat for that shit. All kinds of details. Sorry, um also the insides of buildings which basically everything you would want to put in there. but, and but, I guess but so like For Titanicus and Imperial Aeronautica,
1: it has to be a like godsend, right? Because terrain for those game systems has to be limited to either what you 3D print, of course the G- Games Workshop official one, or like getting... The thing is, people are just printing out terrain. those models mm-hmm.
3: because the planes are smaller mm-hmm. than yeah. the build plate on the printers. You, basically, yeah, people have just made files for them because resin printers can really, really do those models, um, yeah. The um the GW
4: thing yeah. I think is interesting. We we touched on it a couple of times there, but like I, I am a big fan of their their terrain. Um, I actually think it's well priced within the market. The terrain uh, it's very similar to a lot of other stuff from from third party um providers, but what the issue I have with it for, for 30k in particular, and obviously that's what the show's about, um, is but by necessity they have made everything look very, very yeah, Warhammer, right? Very, very 40k or very, yeah. very Age of Sigma or whatever. It's no longer generic fantasy terrain or generic sci-fi terrain. And I think one of the the big things about 30k as a setting is that there Definitely. was a lot more divergence, I think what, wasn't there, in th- the yeah. appearance of of everything.
3: So I think actually, a, a, a you know, funny i support what it, you're saying it? here. If if you take yeah. a look over to the fantasy side, I don't know if you guys remember when they did the plastic sets for, you know, the old world empire buildings. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They they go for yeah, yeah. now Fort on the best. internet because, yeah. because they or were just more... <laughs> yeah they oh, no, uh, man. they were so oh, no, good. I'm trying and, to get a I agree step. with you. Games yeah. makes really good terrain. Um, I, I would say it's a bit high priced compared to some of the third party options, but the quality is also especially on the terrain. Um, I would argue more with the models, but definitely the terrain. It's really high quality. Um, and detailed. Um, but I, I don't I don't get why they completely yeah. moved away from that because they it's so popular some of the old terrain they did,
2: um. Yeah uh, yeah, yeah the I thing
1: is that yeah. they needed to adapt it because Age of Sigmar doesn't really have the generic cities of Sigmar stuff anymore. Now you have like the Blood Throne Coven. You know, the skulls everywhere, etc. cetera. Because if I understand it, and <laughs> yeah. I'm a complete and utter novice at Age of Sigmar by choice and by celibacy of dipping my toes and probably other parts in the new lore. But every, like, existent dimension bubble is shaped by the ideas and the forms that define it. So basically narrative entropy. And that means that the terrain itself will be like floating death skulls crying blood. So they can't have like a nice fortified I, I, manner anymore.
4: Well, so I think not, and not to go way off on that, but <laughs> but there's basically everything goes. But but what I the point I was trying to get at was that it's it is no longer generic. So Warhammer no. Fantasy in its current iteration as Age of Sigmar is not a generic fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's a very deliberate setting, and 40k always has been, if we're honest. If you think about the artwork and the And the actual narrative, but earlier on, the scenery tended to be a little bit more just generic sci-fi fantasy type thing. But you know, as as the as the ability to create more intricate terrain has has come along, like you know, the we're seeing it particularly with those the sector mechanicus and the the sort of the more recent version of the the ruins. I don't know what it's called, Imperialis, maybe something like that. Anyway, something Um, something like it is literally the it's the pictures out of the books now you can buy as as the terrain like there's no mistaking is that a a 40k table or not um and for me like that that brings a challenge if you want an immersive table as well because i i would rather have all of the scenery on my table uh match each other or at least look they don't have to match each other there could be some building there that is clearly an alien building or whatever but it it Definitely. needs the same level of detail across it
0: yeah
4: you know if you stick you stick a gw uh building which is which are nearly always super detailed next to a a, a, a simpler 3d print or third party thing it, it completely pulls me out of it like uh, because you, you 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 are now uh, this i suppose is rambling a bit but what i what i want from terrain what i want from a table for me is to be Im- immediately immersed in the game and i i never want my scenery or my terrain or whatever to draw my attention you just sort of want it to blend or i want it to just blend into the background and and help set the scene so i'm still looking at the models i'm not looking at the window on that building or i'm not looking at this bit of detail and that that affects how I build stuff, but also affects how I paint it um, because it's all well and good having these incredibly detailed models. But if you paint them uh, scenery, rather if you paint them like your models, all of a sudden the table can get really quite busy. And it means that if you don't apply that level of attention to everything on the board, then that one little model railway tree
0: definitely is going to look
4: really weird. Um, yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: I think uh, like the problem I've had when building tables and shit using Games Workshop Train is that it's really hard because everything is either, just like you said, it's like s- there's so many skulls, there's so many things, uh, and when you read the books, like the fluff, well, that's fine for like, the, one, the one building in that city block and so on. There is not n- non-semi-bland imperial citizen normal buildings. Mm-hmm. That you like like that Fort World used to do for the city fight where there were actually normal buildings that didn't have skulls everywhere, and then you had your administrative building that was like, oh, he had a bit more skulls. But yeah. you 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 never got that because it you are like the washed unto billions, and I'm pretty sure like there's only a, <laughs> like every time you read a book, uh not you Eric, but everyone else. Uh, no. then, then you find out, like, uh, they pick out, like, oh, this that building over there, that's where the fucking astropath sits because you can recognize uh, it because it's the building with all the skulls, whatever. Yeah. But all these other bland buildings that's supposed to make up 90% of the fucking universe, where are they? I can't. That's,
4: that's difficult, isn't it? Because that's what I'm saying about the, uh, the level of execution of, of the detail because you could have a much simpler designed building like you say a, a, like a prefab hab block but yeah. it needs to have you know the 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 rivets or whatever they need to be the same level of detail as the rivets on the much more ornate building um yeah. because it, otherwise it will look like yeah. two different things it will it will look yeah like,
0: it, it would be like two different universes and yeah, then it would yeah, be yeah. like a, having yeah. Uh what is called, uh, yeah, yeah, Infinity Terrain, together with Games yeah, Workshop Terrain, exactly, like, doesn't right. work.
4: Yeah, but and I think you know if we're and we are like
0: approaching this,
4: aren't we, from the more, um, just as I, I think a lot of Heresy players are are more
0: uh, historically inclined.
4: I was just saying, like more, dis- <laughs> Future, more determined to to make things detailed or or yeah, more exactly. more more willing to invest the time. Than you know, if you, if you took 10 40k players, maybe two in ten would be super narrative. If you take 10 30k players, it's probably eight in ten, isn't it? So I think yeah. that most most people would like a table to to look just right. Um, eight in ten? I don't <laughs> know. I
3: Do really think that two out of ten players are from uh, uh,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Shots, but shots I mean, Henry, on, Yeah. On that on that subject, Henry, uh, I've got a lot of like the sector Mechanicus train. Mm. you've probably seen a bunch of it I think some of them actually works it's like the generator or like the furnace Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it doesn't have a lot of like skulls or you know obscene amount of gothic idea it does have the huge mechanic skull skull Mm -hmm. spider mechanicum thing but yeah yeah, I use that one and also again
4: you can leave that off can't you yeah, you know yeah. that they I really particularly, particularly that Mechanica stuff man like the the designer the guy Ray Ranfield. his name is um I've I've had a chat with him a few years ago when he came came on board with with GW just at um uh open day um and other than the fact he was a, a lovely chap um just the it, he he his passion for creating those kits is it's insane like if you if you like the GW terrain kits, go and you use Twitter, go and follow this guy, uh, Ray Ranfield, because he's he's always tweeting these little tips. Like he's like, Oh, did you know if you turn this bit upside down and stuck it here, I made it so yeah, you because can that, fit
3: this part next to this. I, part. I love that part and of all that thing. Thing. And the, the mechanicum sure factory nice. yeah. and everything around It's my favorite it's incredible. buildings from Games Workshop. Exactly because of that. Because I don't know if you've been at Warhammer World and seen mm. where they have the like an oil platform built from that. That, that,
4: it... The oil rig, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, yeah. And, so that was what just they like, did to promote. You, the,
3: that you literally language. look at yeah. that and you're like, we, I would love to have a so metallic table where, like, have you know a boat uh, where boats can sail in in the bottom, have a, a, an airport in the top, and then just mm. have the fight going mm. from store to store, like all the way down. <laughs> uh, it, it, it looks so amazing, and yeah. it's possible just. With the generic parts you get in those sets. Like you don't have to build anything yourself. And yeah. and now.
4: So for, I mean Fred you'll uh, remember this one, but that was all inspired by that amazing Necromunda vertical table from Yeah. That white dwarf man. That was they were saying it's like this Oh yeah, that the, one. Yeah. They were like this this is basically taking exactly that idea like what you're saying, Eric, about like a vertical table. Um I mean, that's, that's a whole other like, <laughs> like but crazy.
3: I, uh, but actually, uh, the Danish group have um, talked that that about maybe yeah, going together building something like that for, for Raltag. Um, because we, we, we are a few guys who are in love with the same well. table there. <laughs> so, so.
4: Yeah. 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 But in, in, I, in, I, oh, circus.
1: No, no. Well, oh, thanks. In 2010, when we, like I mentioned, we had, like, more time than we had money and we had a lot of dedication. And my friend, trying to avoid studying for his, like, final exam and for his law degree, he actually made, like, a vertical game board. And we just, it was, like, super easy. It was just, like, he had a couple of shoe cartons from his, like, wife's shoe box, And he just made sure that there were, like, plywood inlays. So he had a couple of different levels and he just made, like, super basic stairs. I guess I did, like, a thousand-game, like, old-school Kill Team, where my Dark Angels had, like, advanced up and fight off his Tau. <laughs> and I don't really care about the game system, but you can have a lot of fun with that, just, like, vertical gaming. <laughs> I really recommend it for Necromanda. Freddy hasn't played Necromanda, so he doesn't know. <laughs> but it'd probably be really good. And, of course, for 30k, like, Stone Mortalis, it's really narratively appealing, too. Like, take mm-hmm. the comms tower, like, take mm-hmm. the high ground, make sure that you can get some artillery dropping in. Mm-hmm. It's really kind of thing that are, are yeah, you talking about, like when we had fucking uh, elevators
0: going up and down on floors yeah. and shit on Skandis?
1: Yeah, and I mean, if you go to Scandas this year, will you experience it? Probably. Book your Skandis ticket today. More
3: <laughs> participants than usual are now available. Now you can take a fucking uh, uh, sky lift up and, to and, space. The, the rules are also. But if out, we, we ask and it, uh, if if they are not now, they will be when the episode comes out. <laughs> Henry, did you hear how like
1: Eric's pitch of his voice <laughs> the joy increased 20% when he said rules? Yeah, we have to stop
3: talking <laughs> about scoring. But, but <laughs> that, that, that's, that's another detail you can have yeah. to terrain because so if we do we, wildtack um, tables. We often do like, you know, make the rules for a table where we, we would like to see the scenario play out. And then we build a table that fits the scenario. Mm. Um, like the the space base which Freddy spent a long time in while he was drunk. It's at the Royal Tag in February. Like we wanted a we wanted a like a base on a planet where you could land in front of it with planes. You could assault it from the top with planes, and you had control room and you had the uh, armory and med bay and shit like that. And we kind of built the different uh, the different areas for the rules, uh, for the yeah, for the scenario, so that that's also a way to do it, and the table turned out really great.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I'm do not- you feel like if we're talking about the GW as, as probably being the the furthest end of of detailed terrain, like, or you know, we take this the simple 3D printed sort of prefab hab blocks like do you have a preference of the ty- the type of, of table you look at cuz freddie mentioned the the older style um 40k terrain which uh, forge world pr- produced and and i believe cuz they did this when i was at, i dropped out of the hobby for a bit but the, it looked to me like it was basically just a, a 40k scaled version of the old epic 40k ruins if it essentially, um, you know, we were. A bit
0: more like uh, you remember the first runes, uh, plastic runes, like for third ed, yes, it came in the box and stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's that's my it's it that, was that more level with, le, with less, uh, less skulls, like the skulls were more, yeah. the skulls were more there in in, in not in an ornate way, but into like either in the district signposts or whatever. Sort of way, yeah. I think Sorry.
4: that's that level of detail for me was was just right. Like that table I did of of that Forge World terrain was 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 perfect. Partly because again, it looks like Ugh. the terrain in Book One, and you know, you yeah. <laughs> know, all that sort of thing. But I think it's it's that it had it had enough presence and detail that I was immediately immersed in the in the game or, or yeah. the narrative what was going on, but I wasn't finding myself being distracted by, by three thousand, by, by the detail yeah exactly we, whether or not it was a aesthetic i liked just from a sheer like amount of detail i was was, was well, sort of thrown well, well
0: well the one thing that i loved about that um uh, the forge world train uh for that i think it was like third ed or fourth ed cd fight rules mm. was that it it didn't matter that it was kind of bland because the imperial eagles and the skulls and stuff made you never question what the set yeah. was. Yeah. It was just not into your face, and you actually were like the way they they designed it was that instead of like you faced a wall of skulls and there had to be like a massive skull to draw your attention, you had a normal fucking uh, ha- habitat building, and it draw you to like the small eagle or the little skull there. That yeah, like made, over the like, door. This is like, yeah. yeah, this is like habitat number one, three, five, where citizen fucking you know henry lives and so on so it, it like sometimes less is more
4: i think so for, for me anyway like that's 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 the terrain i if, if i had the opportunity to build a table for home that's definitely the route yeah. i would i would try and find some 3d files for something similar to it yeah. Go <laughs> table, you wouldn't be able to
0: afford know. the fucking
4: originals on ebay but a few details in there few in in post and and just yeah, print, print that. Uh, like
0: I, I remember like reading an article back in White Dwarf back in the day, and they were talking about it. And, and, and exactly, I was like, because it is a city fight, so everything, they, they wanted to draw attention because it's all nitty and gritty, and they did the whole military modeling, like mm-hmm. how we talked about Phil and stuff. And and they wanted to draw attention to, because there's so many buildings and so much terrain on the city fight table, they wanted to be able to draw attention to the miniatures, but yeah. also make them more fit in the setting. So that's why they didn't want to overdo it with details and stuff. They wanted to be able to pick out the importance of the buildings, but not overdo it so it didn't draw attention from the actual old metal Cadians running around there shooting. And maybe that's a a good
4: point as well, in in that if you want a city fight board, then maybe you do need to consider making it slightly simpler. But what about making like a a really cool, say, 2 by 2 refinery? piece out of crazy complicated Sex Mechanicus kits but then perhaps you surround it just by simple foam uh like Martian rock towers, Mises, misos, whatever they're called? Yeah, yeah Mises. Yeah, yeah, like a few of those you know, and simple scrub around it and perhaps that would work fine as well because it wouldn't be overwhelming all the detail because it would it would be this just one portion of the battlefield. Um, yeah. You know, that's it's...
1: actually what I did when we played Necromunda here out of sheer necessity because uh, you asked before if we have like a favorite brand. I would actually recommend TT Combat. They only do MDF mm-hmm. with like mm-hmm. resting add-on pieces for like terminals or vents and stuff, uh, particularly for the like super cheap of Mortalis. I like it because I haven't had a lot of like positive experience with MDF until recently. I think TT Combat is perfectly large in the middle if we have GV as high end and like 3D printing as the lower end of cost wise. TT Combat has a lot of offers, and you can easily, like, easily make some yeah, for less than. TT 50 Combat are really great because uh, I just bought like a huge fantasy
3: sets. board from them, and yeah. they, they meant. Man- yeah, I'd recommend it. Yeah, yeah,
1: and they do so good fancy. They do
3: like oh yeah, just, with inlays and everything. And they have, and MTF a and, yeah. it's, it's, but I don't know how they do it. They manage to hide, you know, all the junction points and stuff like that. They are really good at making that sorry. Yeah, Yeah. they click together beautifully. It has so much forethought. But what I was going to say is that I only
1: had like two or three towers of like proper Necromana terrain with barricades. Mm. So in the middle, we had like these two or three big towers and a couple of cisterns and like lesser power generators around it. And the other corner was just like, I think it was the kill team and some old like fourth ed 40k terrains. So we had like a desolate town just running into a towering Mechanicum furnace. So, hmm. like, in the corners, you could still get some cover as you advance towards the tower. But I think it sort of emphasised actually mechanical nature. So I think you're really yeah. on something there, Henry. You could also have, like, an oil station or a derrick out in the middle of Martian wilderness. Hmm. So you could still advance behind the mesas and, like, the tower and rocky outcrops. And then you sort of have the star of the entire board, which is, like, the mechanical yeah. site. Yeah.
4: And then, yeah, in the flip side, exactly as Freddie said, you know, the, the, the 4 or guys were like, it's going to be a really busy board there's going to be loads of terrain loads of miniatures which do you want to I think when we talked more?
3: about you know having either miniatures uh, right? with mm. with terrain uh, I think TT combat also has mm. really a good good part there because the MDF terrain it's really light so it, it it weighs almost nothing and it soaks the paint when you paint like I don't know if you've tried actually yeah. painting with an airbrush on MDF terrain it's it's like the first layer it it looks beautiful mm. For a few seconds, yeah, and then the wood color starts coming out. But the thing is, when mm-hmm, you you mm-hmm. can put MDF terrain in moving boxes mm-hmm. and just stack it, and you will not scratch it. Like it, the terrain is not damaged because the the wood just mm-hmm. soaks in yeah. the um, in the paint, so it it really gets stuck hard. Um, so it's a bit expensive to paint, but but it's really good for a club. Do you know, do you what? know what really
1: works well with painting TT Combots terrain. Vifterin? Vallejo yeah. Air Metal colors. You know, like their metallic steel mm. and stuff. I just had like a basic black and then I oh, had that nice. on and it really, it like covered the surface quite well. Also mm. Björn, yeah, I'd recommend it and Björn Halverson gave me advice to either like seal it to
3: PVA glue
1: for painting. Or just using like a light
3: mix. Yeah, because this, I just uh, I, build, I just built uh, also to from TT Combat yeah. a halfling city, where I uh, yeah yeah, but but with the the Tamia yeah, um, flat white color <laughs> as the base color, and I think I I spent I oh, think man. fourteen or fifteen mm-hmm. uh, of those Tamiya colors on making <laughs> twelve houses <laughs> because it. <laughs> It fucking just sucked in all the paint, and oh, then I spent another bunch of uh, paints painting them yellow. After that, so yeah.
4: So, do you want to like we talked a, a couple of points there on I painting? Think I have one do you want to jump for, into the painting may, of it, or do maybe, you want
3: to? I think I've one more. Leave that maybe to the end, like because end one what? we haven't touched is you can buy molds. I know, for example, here's mm. Arts. It's an American company. Yeah,
4: yeah. Uh Oh yeah, her start. Yeah, yeah. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Black, yeah, because black, black, I, I black, just bought actually. Plasters. I have an order yeah, that's plasters. stuck
3: in Chicago because of Corona right now. Um, filled up with molds and like where you can build your own shit. And and I think if you have the patience for it, having where you can build, mm. you know, a wall brick by brick, that gives you the. If you really want to do an yeah. amazing table, yeah, yeah. you can get, I think, the best result that way if you have the patience for it.
4: I think so, because also it's what you effectively then are doing is yeah. real traditional uh, model making. Exactly. You? You, you are, you're effectively making a yeah. diorama that's six, six by four, yeah. you know. And, and as, as incredible as that yeah, is, yeah. that would just be a disaster for the club. Wouldn't it? <laughs> you, you, yeah, you like that and you brick just wall it on took you seven hours to build, <laughs> like, and you have yeah. just knocked it over. Yeah, <laughs> like...
3: yeah,
0: and it will be heavy yeah. as fuck. Well, yeah,
3: as too, if Yeah, you, although you the dental plaster helps if you want to that, do it, it, where still, uh, it easily uh, breaks, uh, because you can do ceramic powder and mix it with water. The good thing is mm. it dries in forty minutes, uh, so you can like. Mm do molds really really fast with it Mm uh the problem is the ceramic powder it's it's like ceramic so basically if you uh, scratch it uh the yeah yeah the paint is cut up but i've made three shattering crack as long as you Mm -hmm. don't stack it in boxes and shit it, it keeps itself together on tables especially if you varnish it very well um but do you, do you not feel like
4: in a way it's it's old fashioned like and and something like the mdf is actually just the modern version of 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 that kind Definitely. of thing right it's that uh, robust yeah you know relatively inexpensive Definitely. quite simplistic um but i know certainly like 8 or 10 years ago when i was getting back in the hobby any convention i went to like trade show other than the nerd funk, like the overwhelming yeah. smell was always that burnt <laughs> MDF smell from from one of the stands, you know, that had that made it. Um, but like, there's a couple of companies now producing like pre-painted MDF terrain as well. Yeah. Um, like oh, it's, yeah. Pre- it's printed, isn't it? All the detail and stuff is printed onto it. Um, yeah. Incredible. Like just, just amazing. And, and I think for clubs and like me and, and Tom Stallard, when we play, uh titanicus at the club we use a lot of either cardboard or pre-painted uh mdf and it's it's great man like it's and especially because i I know certainly the clubs that i have played in the two that i've mainly frequented the lighting is not brilliant right it's quite dark like you know it's it's so actually you don't mind that perhaps because you can't inspect it like with a magnifying glass yeah because it doesn't matter that it may be a little bit yeah, because that was actually about uh, to I be think, my yeah, point. That,
3: that, that for club, I think it's a good thing. Uh, but if I had a a, a table at home, hmm. I would I would not be satisfied with just having MDF that yeah. was pre-painted because with pre-paint you won't have like you know the color shift and all mm. that you can do with an airbrush, for example. Um, so so yeah. yeah, I would definitely say for club yeah. it would be great um, for some of our events. Uh, we 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 kind of try to have you know the really high standard. You, I don't, I don't know if you've seen, yeah, you have seen Freddy's uh city board, right? Yeah, so yeah, it's it's like I, I think it yeah, will yeah. be a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it it would be a bit too few details, you know, for those events, but definitely for a club. Mm-hmm. Um.
4: I think as, there's an element of it as well, isn't there? Where a, a club night, and again, this is all coming from me being relatively new to to a regular gaming like night. But you, I would play a very different game on a gaming night to what I would play yeah, if definitely. I went to some friends for the weekend to do some gaming. You know, like you, you sort of. I don't. I don't necessarily want to get there an hour early to set the table up. And so it's this perfect reenactment of some, you know, scenario and all the rest of it. You kind of yeah, just want to get the box, fill the table, and get playing. Yeah. Um,
1: uh, yeah. I don't know. Have you, do you guys know what, like, Malifor is? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Malifor used to have, like, a really great official add-on called Terraclips.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, so you the remember, plastic uh, train
1: yeah and, and, yeah, and I had I had a set that was a sewer, which I played Necromunda on twice, and yeah. then this was like way overcomplicated for what I needed. But I think for both Heresy and like for Necromunda or Son Mortalis, or even like if, if you have role playing game nights, I'd recommend checking out Terrac Clips because they used mm-hmm. to have one of those basic like build yeah. your own tavern set, and you could make like buildings out of it, or you could make a sewer, and basically it's like pre printed pre printed plastic in like endless configurations, and then you have like small. Plastic connectors, so you can like build it. Yeah, because and it's super easy to make
3: levels. Yeah, yeah, because you need with those kind of terrain Yeah, one one thing I've seen with them, you really need to have something that that just works, like for connecting. I bought uh, the the space table I had for Raltac. I that was actually like a modular game where you could put everything together. From it was from Macky Games. However, the connectors were plastic uh, sticks or pins but they were a bit too big for the holes, so they broke off no. every time you did it. Um, so it ended up with me mm-hmm. just putting it on a, on a styrofoam plate and just gluing it on because it took me almost two hours to set up the table um, oh. and, and it, they didn't really fit correct and the, the Buildings were amazing.
4: That's one of those yeah. things, isn't it? Of of time versus money as yeah. well. Like sometimes you think, oh, that's a bit cheaper, so I'll get yeah. it. But actually you waste But I'm so, so happy I bought it now, game, but
3: it like yeah. just around. didn't work as a modular terrain. Like it, yeah. I, I tried playing on it four times and then my friend was like, hey, can mm. we play Soul Metallus? Like, nope. I'm not spending two hours saying that shit out again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah. So that's the question I had. Like next was for mod modular versus uh, a um, permanent build or, or or completely nothing. Like just scatter. Like what's your what what's your preference uh, for for a board? Do you always want to be able to start from a blank slate? I, I think Zone Mortalis is quite a, a good uh, yeah. almost niche example of this because especially with the new plastic sets, you know, do you because you, you could buy the modular, the one by ones, endless configurations, or you just want completely flat for, panels, which for you can put the walls on yourself. Or you know, how do you want it? Or do you want? Do you uh, want that oil rig table where it is?
0: I, I, find, that, uh, I find that I <clears> find <throat> that a kind of compromise is the best. That's how I've done with my Necromunda, like yeah, so much has trained. Is that I I actually do, uh, complete tiles but then right. you can swap around the tiles. So yeah, you, can, yeah. you, you can use the 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 thing that is positive with module thing is that you can kind of configure it exactly the way you want it and make it like super cool. Yeah. But then I just glue it into place and yeah. then I use different zones, so to speak, yeah. that I can move around. So I have like heaps of different zones that I can just configure the way I want to. So I, it's like a happy medium where I don't every single fucking... Because you basically basically somatize tiles. You can even remove the walls and, and put in different places. But I, I'm just doing like I, I make one tile super sexy hot. And then I keep doing different tiles. And I have a couple of like normal open space tiles that I can throw in in between. And then I can combine the, the sexy hot tiles that are done with each other to make like a shantytown. Or I can even make them into a factory. Or I can make them into a refinery. Or I can make them into like a, a fucking shop area or whatever, like habitat. Instead yeah, of each totally every single fucking
3: another. wall that's... Yeah. I would actually say modular <laughs> terrain, like buying modular terrain and gluing it together to make the really, really cool pieces. So you, you get to decide how it's going to look. And then you you just find out, okay, this is, for me, the yeah. best possible way to have it. And then do maybe a, a bunch of pieces so you can still make different tables, but you just have, like... This is the shop. This is the this yeah. is the furnace with the control tower and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, totally agree with Freddie there.
4: So, are you but but are you talking there about um, making uh, let us say the administratum building right? Are you yeah. talking about making that a, a freestanding terrain piece that I could put on any board or? Do you like the idea of, say, six tiles making up uh, a board, and one of those tiles is the administrative th- building? I think it so depends you've on. Like, it into I, I know tile. Freddy
3: builds on tiles um, mainly. I, um, I I can't. I don't have space for tiles at home. <laughs> I have I have moving boxes. Uh, yeah. So so for me, it's yeah, like make storage. The right? building, yeah, uh, or whatever thingy. For if it's a for summer metallic table, I use yeah. gaming mats for to make the the underside. I, I'm gonna sh- send you a picture sure. later. I, I put it up on the webpage too. It's a fantasy one where we did a harbor for role-playing game. Really great. Um, but like have mats and then have the loose buildings or terrain pieces, and then of course if you have if I could do tiles, I would probably have it yeah. on tiles, but I simply cannot. I don't have space to uh, to hold it. So, hmm. I do love the the tile thing. I remember
4: there was an article <laughs> way back. Uh, Robin Dews, I think it was that his name Robin. Can't remember his surname now. Anyway, one of the old GW guys. He'd made this board for uh, Epic 40k, um, and he sort of talked about how you where you needed to mark the start and end points for roads and rivers so that you could always configure your board and it would be correct yeah but you'd have like tons and tons of variety um and i'd love and all he'd done with the board was got a a piece of high density foam and then he got a very very thin piece of um almost like polystyrene uh sheet and then you glue that on top and then you could use like um a roller which you would press in and create the road and you could press in and create yeah. the river uh, and things like that, and you'd end up with these modular <laughs> modular boards man, I think but it's it's tough as well because I find if we're going to go down that that the dream table right or how how <laughs> if, if you could only ever play on this one table at home, I think the tiles as cool as they are when I see those cracks in between them that does pull me yeah pull me out of the 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 immersion a bit so i I think that's where like it's got to be that dream dream permanent table um so i i think i'd rather have like you're saying eric the the terrain pieces maybe still based but but actually separate um that that i can put down on either a mat or a or or a fully fully done table i think is that is the most immersive but i love i just love the idea of the Create six incredible tiles, and you can have yeah, so perf- many different variations. Be able to of turn how you them. orient
3: them. Preferably be able to um, turn, like you said, because worlds, if you, you know. if you can just turn them, then you yeah. can like take six yeah. tiles times four sides each, and then uh, you get more tables than you're ever gonna be able to play yeah. on. <laughs> I think one thing you also mentioned Crazy, you said right? rollers. Yeah, uh, I actually yeah. think that's an important part to also touch on terrain, yeah. uh, because the rollers makes you able to take the lyric cardboard and make it into uh, you know buildings and walls and stuff it's it's harder to do because they mm-hmm. the rollers you really need to it's a technique you need to train the you, from green stuff world they have a bunch of rollers for walls for mm. floors and stuff like that um
2: yeah,
1: yeah, they have like walls, and they have like chaotic groundings. If
3: you do like a cult area, or like they even
1: have like Slanish tentacle rollers. And, yeah, and yeah, they, I, I they, did like, them for my thousand sons, and I base have. Roller, right?
3: I've also built a pyramid where the inside was made with them, and but the thing is, with the rollers, you need to, like, first you need to get the green stuff or whatever you use to a perfect level, and then when you roll. Like you need to keep the exact same pressure and roll it equally at each side, and it's actually really hard. When I did my pyramid, then uh, the when you looked at the height of the different parts I rolled, they had up to a centimeter in difference in height, uh, and that was over maybe five to six centimeters, um, just because you apply different pressure with the roller, um, so it's it's not as easy as it might look because there's really a lot of technique to it. Um, so, so I taught my girlfriend how to do it and then I forced her to mass produce. Um, <laughs> so, and yeah, we, <laughs>
4: That's that's a good point though. Like it's it's it can be a fun way to get. Like I I know I've helped clubs out on terrain days, and a lot of the guys or yeah. the girls at the club have, have brought their sometimes brought their kids in, and actually you you can get like yeah definitely you, you can get a bit of free child labor
3: with terrain making right. Like it's it's okay yeah exactly. Um, it like and it's like when it's fun right. You never know you might really get funny, funny to to do them, and I was like. She did a bunch of plates of the Egyptian ones. I was like, yeah, but uh, I need like just, you know, uh, 30 times 30 centimeters more. And she had already been doing it for like two hours. I was like, do you need fucking more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, it's the last round here. I got some clay for you. And you already got the gloves on and everything. So it'd be a lot easier if you could just finish it for me. Um, <laughs> So to to a certain extent, you can yeah. uh, use uh, spouse <laughs> or uh, child labor.
4: This <laughs> cool, Like the more the more we talk about it, the more I I remember. Yeah. It's it's reminding me of those terrain days I've done with with various clubs, and they are like not yeah. only can you get a huge amount of work done by by getting like just four or so people together Definitely. to do it. But it's, it's also just a lot of fun. Like it's, I've heard people call like terrain, the the third army. Um, you know, and, and I think the more you approach it like that, you know, me and me and Andy, I mean, you guys know Andy, but my business partner, uh, Andy Wardle, like we've been talking about gaming more and we've been even talking about the ideas of having communal armies, um, you know, sort of painting them up together and then. You can you you know you use them when you want them. And I think that's not going to work for a lot of people. But that I certainly think communal terrain, yeah. um, is, 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 it really works. Yeah. It, it, it's it, actually folks? fun because and, and it's fun. I'm like, doing a
3: role-playing campaign yeah. in fantasy with my friends right now here. It's, it's a big part of the 30K group that is doing it, actually. Um, but <laughs> after I started being game master on that campaign, I've actually spent way more time building terrain than I have uh, doing miniatures. And I actually find the terrain can be actually more fun often than doing the miniatures uh, because you it's big surfaces. You get to build it yourself, and you can be completely creative and so on. So you actually you feel like you get a lot done. Um, I did a 48-inch long harbor in in two evenings. Um, and it's like you, you, you have a massive... Terrain piece for your table, and you feel like you really achieved something. You can, like, if you needed to do miniatures to fill out 48 inches, then, uh, then it would take months to paint them. <laughs> um, so so it's very satisfying.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think one, one of the really enjoyable things about creating terrain when you're a game master, if you're running events and stuff, is that. And while you're doing it, you you kind of already thinking about the narrative yeah. and the story and the things that will happen on the terrain pieces, mm-hmm. and that kind of inspires at least me a lot. Like when I do the city tiles or the space war tiles or whatever, or the cell is, I'm kind of imagining the different missions and stuff, like where it would be, like uh, rules masturbating, but like like the kind of like the whole storyline, like how how it's going to play out and how I'm going to have this table. Out there, sort of like yeah. tables for Realtek or the tables for Scadis or Lincoln or whatever. Like because you, you kind, of, it kind of ties into the background story that you have. Like you have to go over here and do something special, and something's going to happen in the event, and you want to kind of create that centerpiece, or you want to make it all in together and make sense and stuff. And 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 the thing is, you, what you can do with terrain when you when you do an event or if you're running something narrative is that it, it if you do a nice centerpiece, it's also a way to kind of yeah draw the players in fighting the game mm. to, to kind of help you move the story forward. For us, you know, growing up with a role-playing generation, Gen X, it's kind of like how you kind of put the little, little fucking Hans and Gretel breadcrumbs yeah. towards different terrain pieces because you want things to happen yeah. in, in the scenario mission. Yeah, so I, yeah. so that's I mean? a different aspect to it.
1: And that's like one way that Freddie uses yeah. terrain. Terrain is sort of the canvas upon which he paints his story. But just to make sure that where I, I know we all, we feel passionate about this subject, but Eric, when you ma- did your pyramid, did you use any sort of like integrated LEDs or lightings? Because I think one of the points we need to really cover on the list before we move on is yeah. Well, when I did my pyramid, pyramid, I, did, I didn't have LEDs. time because it,
3: basically I was like, yeah, they can, they're going to visit a pyramid. Shit. It's in three nights. Um so what what I did was actually I just started doing the, <laughs> the roles and putting my girlfriend into slave labor. Um and then I did the you know the walls and shit and put fluorescent paint in in the it it was basically a building where you uh, used a UV light to uh, to light up rooms to find out which which door could you open in which way and so on. But I, I didn't have time to put in UV lights, so I just gave them a UV torch. Um, a, th- a plan I have for one of the tables is that that's a graveyard where basically it's the... I don't know if you know the mausoleums from, uh, from uh, GameS Workshop, the big box. We're going to put UV lights inside those buildings.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: so it's actually going to come like coming out of them, but Ooh. pointing down. Out of them, so it, I'm gonna hang the UV light up compared to the windows, uh, because then when we have uh, ghosts, it's the UV light is mm. gonna hit them, so you can paint them with fluorescent paint, and they're gonna glow like a ghost. Um, and I'm also, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, That's really cool. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, really I can cool. put some of the pictures up. I know it's fantasy, but the principle is uh, is kind of the same. Um, you, you guys can see it in the chat now, and I'm gonna put them up on uh, on our Instagram, and probably also Facebook. Um, it would be like a, a really fun.
0: good technique to do, like a uh, battle in the, the webway, <laughs> yeah, battle in the webway, sort of, sort of the table. Yeah, yeah, it was super
4: cool. That's my dream table, by the way, the battle in the webway. I would <laughs> love, I would love to create. Yeah, uh, 360. 360 you know, like, you know, yeah, you know, like the halo the- ring. Oh, yeah. I would love to create a table, and you magnetise the bases, yeah. right? and you could play a full, like three hundred and sixty. Yeah, yeah, custodes versus demons. Jesus. I, I think, yeah. Like, I would, I would love, to, like, <laughs> maybe one day when I've, when I've made
3: my millions from. And uh, there's, there's no. Yeah. <laughs> we, we should probably mention while we're at it, because I didn't find out until recently. Um, when you add UV light to, to tables, um, it's the same as placing the model in the sun for a really, really long time. Uh, so it's basically if you if you put oh. your army <laughs> on a table that has UV light glowing all over the table it's probably going to be like having the army if you play a full game standing for half a year in the sun uh, <laughs> so the paint is going to be you know uh, it, it, yeah it's going to be fading out uh, so the only yeah, paint that and... should really be yeah. in UV light a lot is the fluorescent ones because they are made to actually withstand it. Um yeah, and, it's made... yeah so it, yeah. it's just so you no know, yeah. so if you if you have this army you really spend a long time on, then do something else. Um put put uh, you know uh put um a small <laughs> uh, light in the model instead. Um because then, then you won't ruin the model. <laughs> <laughs> But it is a cool one. Man. Like I,
4: I'm, I, I've never made secret that I'm not a fan of um, LED and things like that on on my miniatures. But I do, yeah. I really do like them on on Definitely. terrain on on boards. Like I like effects. Um, I think they could they can add it. And years ago, and I'm sorry, I don't have a link and uh, for that. But there was, I remember looking at someone had made a city fight board. And it had uh, little LEDs in all of the lampposts, like he drilled out all of those plastic (laughs) lampposts. But there was also a running uh, canal with running water
3: uh, water. within
4: the board, like coming out of a sewer and and, and running down the board. Um, And there was a little like mini smoke machine, you know, and and, like it was
3: as for a board I'm, i was like that's incredible like i love that idea yeah the, um, like the little rotating machine, radar I'm dishes actually going to get that yeah, because like that's that, just man. a moisturizer uh, so it's as long as you don't do like leave your models mm. on a table with the moisturizer running overnight the your models should should not die from having the moisture um, smoke yeah and the good part is it's not real smoke so it won't damage your lungs mm. on, Yeah, at uh, can yeah you can breathe it. Sorry,
1: (laughs) yeah. Can't just like get a vape pen, Eric. (sighs)
3: Can't
1: just get like a vape pen and have one of your friends like stand around (laughs) continuously blowing smoke. That that is like (laughs) I've had to take photographs like that before. Like yeah, like that's it's a good way to take like
4: moody, grimdark photographs of models. Like just a vape. (laughs) Vape <laughs> yeah, and the
1: advantage is in it's Denmark that Danes are great at blowing smoke <laughs> and they also love s- smoking vape
3: pants like hipsters, so. Yeah, you're fucking millennials. So I used to have, like, one of I'll, my I'd rather have just a centerpiece with <laughs> the moisturizer in it. <laughs> but you used, to, you used to have a
2: fucking diary
3: in it. Yeah, yeah, but I think, yeah, that is, I think,
4: yeah, and it's probably a really cool way to actually get get into working with LEDs yeah. I imagine as well let's like, say you do want to use them in your models
3: like actually yeah, doing I'll, it on I'll a definitely terrain, start with terrain. Would it's a lot a, easier to do on terrain a, a and, and, and again it, if it right. looks like if you have the lights mm-hmm. on the table then it's uh, you you can always you know light it at the model so it's so the models can shine brighter and that they actually I found something mm. also if if you want to not do leds on your models uh i was at this store uh i was picking up some stuff for 3d printing and i ran into what was it called it was pigments that was uh, phosphorescent which means you can put them in light for a while mm. and then they'll glow green after mm. so Basically, what what you can do is oh, let's cool, say you yeah. bring your yeah, army. Yeah. I'm I'm going to use them for my militia army for like having, you know, a, a can of chemicals that has been uh, yeah tipped over. Yeah, yeah, with phosphex or something, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I have snow. Yeah. I have snow <laughs> as terrain. So basically, the the pigments are snow colored, like white ish. Um. So basically, just before, if you put up for paint or something contest. Then I'm just gonna take a UV light and, you know, uh, light it on the bases, and uh, yeah, yeah. And then the of sure, the yeah, bases are like just pump, gonna pump have this up, yeah. eerie green uh, glow coming from them for three hours after. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so so I'm, I'm as soon as I get That's something cool. done, I'm also gonna p- put pictures up of them. But it, it's really cool pigment. So that that.
4: Is it's finding that that happy medium between diorama and a, a gaming board? Right? Yeah, there's there. You, you It's it's really hard to have. Both always try in one thing, right?
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: I mean, well, I mean that that
4: was yeah. always the 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 going to yeah. the holy, you know, going to Mecca, going up to Nottingham and and playing on those bespoke boards at why world and stuff is is no they weren't nec- they didn't necessarily make the oh. best <laughs> strategic gaming experience yeah. or whatever, but they looked fucking
3: cool yeah like
4: everybody wanted that they, they also have bridge this one
3: you know, and, uh, you know, <laughs> a water rig or something. I, I think it's an oil rig or something. But when I was when I saw that, yeah. I was just like, "Oh my god!" Imagine yeah. playing Mechanicum with Earthracks and Thalax just jumping around from uh, yeah. yeah, road to road. That's that was so cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: They did. Uh, they uh, whenever the Hobbit came out, well, the movie I should say, whenever the Hobbit movie came out. Um, GW made a Goblin Town scenery kit. Uh, Really, really good if you can get hold of it because it's just like rickety wooden walkways and things like that. So like shanty towns and stuff, it's perfect. But they made a huge bespoke, uh, I think probably about six by four, maybe eight by four, something like that board uh, to display it all on. And then obviously the buzz around that died away and all of that. But rather than destroy it, they took most of the pieces of the uh, actual like wooden walkways out but all of the cave and everything that they'd created from foam and everything was all still in there and then they'd put a load of uh the uh, sector mechanicus and all that in and there's now like a dedicated kill team style board or victory's vengeance for 30k players like that that style board is is there at one more it was there anyway was there their last that you can you can play on that as is just
2: Nice. it's heaven
4: like is 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 everything you could want from a narrative board you know there's there's enough, there's enough areas where there's nothing so you can add little oil cans in and just scatter terrain so you could change it up a little game to game but it's still very clearly a you know oh,
3: a, nice. a, a, i think
4: it was like a hydro dam terminal type type vibe to it um really really cool but they've they've also or they had also a permanent setup there of about 10 necromunda tables that yeah. they were done they were modeled like 3d modeled tables but they look exactly ah. like the cardboard tiles that they did um so you can go and play on them as a 3d table if you want rather nice. than having to play on it as cardboard tiles that sounds mm. amazing we should but like my uh, we were talking about like re- resources but my friend uh, trevor is a uh, red beard hobby on instagram currently doing a space hulk project at the moment where he's doing exactly that. He's took all of the cardboard tiles and he's recreating them in
3: foam and plastic. That's cool.
4: As a as a 3D board that you can play on. So I think that's a really cool way to if if you're sort of struggling for a bit of inspiration or whatever or you're worried about will this work? Won't it work? Well take something that you know works and then just just change how it looks slightly because then you know there'd be no reason you couldn't make it a sewer yeah. system rather than a space Hulk, you know, or, or, or that type
1: of thing. And you... And... Um, yeah, man. yeah. I'm just going to say one thing I've done with LEDs is <laughs> I play Necromunda. I don't think Freddy knows what that is, but it's like it's like a skirmish game, Freddy. You have gangs. I don't know if you know what cyberpunk is at all, but, uh, you know... Confrontation. Just tell him confrontation. <laughs> oh, yeah,
4: it's like remember that, <laughs> Or
1: like Rogue Trader, which is a role-playing game. I don't know if you've ever heard about that, Freddy. It's for <laughs> like, uh, no, but anyway... Uh, one of the only things I've really done with LEDs is that I play a gang that specializes in like turning off the lights, and you get certain bonuses or problems. So I did like I bought a super nice. cheap LED kit from like a local electronics store, so Klaus Ulsson, if you're in the Nordics area. We, um, we've got we've got them too. Ah, oh, uh, good. I just imagine you had like some support, superior British version because your <laughs> warehouses and like shops.
4: Uh, no, no, we gave all of our electronics away uh, <laughs> when, when we when we left post war we now we use tallow whale <laughs> oil for <laughs> lighting now And, uh, and poor people we burn that- poor that- people that- as well that- and, that and, and the whale oil lamps are obviously hollowed out
1: husks from mythical animals yeah yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, punk. <laughs> yeah. yeah. gas street lighting
1: yeah.
2: yeah
1: it's just very 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 jullivarn and uh, no, so what i did is i basically built together like a makeshift contraption with an led light that i could Easily put on a magnet next to my, like, Storm Mortalis bricks for TT Combat. And when the n- lights are oh, out, yes. I turn on this, like, l- red LED effect. So you can see that yeah. now the lights are out. Yeah, uh, cool. Because then you can easily remember it. Otherwise, you will forget it. And mm. I'm also going to take these and just put similar but smaller ones uh, on my plasma reactors from GW. Because we're going to play a couple of games where basically we uh, yeah, nice. to yeah, taking yeah. over. So yeah. when they overcharge, or they're on, oh, you that's can actually a good see idea. that you're on, cool. and I'm going to try and take some pictures with lights out.
4: That's a cool mm-hmm. idea. I suppose that's like the classic smoke markers, isn't it? That people make yeah. with the little tea yeah. lights and the, the thing yeah. that's... Uh, yeah. I think yeah. just, I just think that visual... little bit of, of, of extra special effects, yeah. it really can create a lot of atmosphere, can't it?
1: Yeah, it can. I think it can. And I don't want to sound like I'm joking myself about it, but for me, also, it's about having a visual cue to remember mm. rules that you otherwise would forget. Yeah. That's why I use like green. Sometimes I use green fluorescent uh, paint on my yeah. fancy models, so I can remember that these models have like the poison rule. Right, or, like right. somehow that I can remember my war traits, because otherwise you're gonna forget about yeah. it. It's like small minutia that but I, I think, think actually in general, enhances the game like, as such.
3: For for me at least, mm. the the next step for terrain is to put in the LED lights or have like I know I remember. um that was at Ajax. Mm-hmm. They had this swamp table where they had a radar station. It looked kind of like the the shield generator on indoor from Star Wars. Um, yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Is this is that the yeah, notorious but, swamp but board? With the yeah, yeah. I just love that the, they about. have the radar <laughs> where the radar is
3: actually turning. And 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 I, and I, I'm like, yeah, was, I, I did yeah, space, space just that we cool. have been using for Uh and and I'm just like, I, I need to get lights. I'm not gonna have it ready for uh, Scandos, unfortunately, where the table is gonna be. But uh, next next year, I really hope to have lights in it um, and maybe even expand it with a like a spaceport or something. Um, because that that's uh, for me, I think it's it's the next thing I haven't really gotten into now, starting using you know powders fluorescent paints, doing, like, experimenting with those kind Mm -hmm. of things. I've tried doing molds myself. I've tried 3D printing. I've, like, been through... Yes. Anything (laughs) to avoid reading the... (laughs) (laughs) But but with that said, I think (laughs) when I build terrain, I actually try to make it around a story. Like, I just like to make up the story myself and not being... Told, yeah. What the story is. So.
4: <laughs> oh, you should talk to Freddie about uh, <laughs> third edition Warhammer Fantasy. He'd love to talk about to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, but it's all about making like, stories. I yeah. think it's
3: also why I do game mastering in a role playing campaign because it's, I like to create stories more than I like to mm. read them. Um, so it's, so it's easier to just
1: yeah. <laughs> So but yeah, it's true. Sorry, it's it's really really well, well, But no, your, idea that uh, it's group says the same thing. Imagine when your group that you're actually game mastering says the same thing. Um, yeah. We just want to have like a story, <laughs> and we're not into like reading what you did. Eric. <laughs> we're just gonna like fuck around with this magic <laughs> yeah, well, that... for a while, and then they, like see where that goes. <laughs> and you just have to make up NPCs on the spot. Uh, this is foolish, Eriksson. Um, he has a fishing boat that's broken. <laughs> oh yeah, hey, Let's see what that is about. Maybe it'll like lead us to the main quest.
4: Yeah, but it is. It's it's really interesting to to hear Eric and Freddie you, you talking about <laughs> the using the yeah. the table as a as a sort of aggressive narrative device. Like I, I guess in yeah. my mind it was always this more idealistic uh, create uh, a board to to fight over that looked cool and all that. But I'd never really considered literally going right. Okay, so I'm going to place this building here, this building here. I'll leave them an opening round here so maybe they're going to that would encourage people to flank around this bit and, and all of that i i think that's really clever man like it's um yeah. that's
2: a, that's
0: well, a lot, of, lot of thought well i think it, like when i started doing train uh when it was just me back in 2014 or 13 or whatever it was um then then i kind of div- I had this imagine of this planet, and I kind of divided up the terrain into different areas, and then I started looking at the different... Why would they be fighting on this table? And I kind of t- started building terrain around that to make it make sense, and why, why? Well, they would fight over these buildings, because that's why they would fight over this high ground, that would make sense, you know, kind of... Probably a bit due to my background, but, like, you just don't rock up in a... Oh, here's the swamps of bloody-bloody. Why are we here? <laughs> <laughs> There's some
3: here, so let's shoot them.
0: Like usually, two yeah. armies clashes at some point. I think for me, with some reason, I, so.
3: I, I kind of the, kind of the same kind of the same approach to it. Where often I'm like, I see just one piece of terrain. Let's say, for example, uh, one we're building at the moment or planning to build uh, in, in my group. Um, that's we, Peter. He got the horse heresy train, um, and we've been like, okay. So for Railtech, we would like to have, you know, you can move what we call the highways, where you move uh, really far across the map in one move to get behind the enemy lines. So we wanted to make a train station. So a whole table where we're like, okay, the train is fucking cool. So now we will make, build a whole train station to fit with the really cool thing we have. And then also give it a story like the you can, you know, capture the train to move across like in the tunnel under the land or something like that. Um so so, you know, have like find something cool, make a story about it, and then build a table based on that story.
0: Hashtag read uh, Rang and Heresy Red Book number three. Yeah, mentions
3: of uh, underground thing the system. Books. Hashtag if if you can Heresy give me three. a page number or something. I'll <laughs> so you, let, you at least you read my fluff. That's
1: good, mate. <laughs> His book. Just a different word for a table for you, Eric. <laughs> for rules, there are rules in that book. That's how I tricked him. <laughs> he, has to, he has to. read. Oh, I, that I'm that hidden in, like rules read, within like, the like, fluff. If you hide,
3: you can actually like, get an extra heavy slot or something <laughs> inside the rule <laughs> inside the fluff yeah. yeah yeah this
1: is not <laughs> this is not what you sound like eric but I imagine like freddy i did not understand the rules or oh, you have to read like the 25 pages of fluff just like a key in it so you have to read it several <laughs> times and memorize it i will now read the
3: fluff in there oh don't don't ever do that to me, Freddy. That would be so hard. <laughs> okay. I, I actually I actually read the page uh, where you goes. describe the planets what? for for the Scandal rules because you put them in the middle of the rules. It might no, be summary, summary, summary page, but I fucking read the whole thing That's because good. you put it right in the middle Cutting of the rules. Page. I got really confused. I was like, what 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 is this? <laughs> what why do we need to know? Yeah. Tar- so <laughs> like, targeted at. When, right? when, when <laughs> in the rules do I need to know what the <laughs> atmosphere contains of gases? <laughs> 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 yeah, wh- Why do I need to know there's 14% hype? You never know. Imagine, er- Eric.
1: No, Freddie, do you know what you do? You should have like randomized, mysterious second objectives which score your victory points and you have to like discern them through clues or for kunan Toy style so Eric has to go like so let's see on this war zone they're mining for adamantium okay so i think the secondary point is i need to cover these mine points with my troops and if i do <laughs> maybe uh, i can get like extra armor plating for my tanks and then he has to do all of that dude
4: like, you're jo- there's, there's, i think there's definitely something in that like you're almost <laughs> almost bringing like escape room mechanics yeah. Like and things like that into into I think that could be a really fun uh, fun game. <laughs> it turns out the greatest weapon. It's just an RPG, basically, long. isn't
0: it? <laughs> yeah. Nice. About, like. <laughs> uh, like Leviathan lists versus each other, and you've done all these crazy rules, and it's like, oh well, I have my Warlord Titan, and then Bjorn rocks up with his two Reavers and two <laughs> warhounds, and there uh, you go. Well, what about yeah. this escape from here? I
1: had a plan. And then like. <laughs> Oh, then like Jimmy Hendrickson, who's like a fluff player, comes up to the table and like, oh, oh, you can't beat us with your Kakufani list. And Jimmy's just, like, adjusting his glasses like, well, actually, on um, the previous two tables, I managed to figure out that keeping the tunnel network <laughs> intact lets me ruin the table, so haha. ha yeah. also, Jim, Jimmy will have, have lovingly sculpted fate. that tunnel yeah. network out of green stuff. And now, of, now stuff, so, like. Mortalis. so your <laughs> yeah. princeps has to face my <laughs> emperor's children. Guess who's gonna be dinner slash sex yeah. toys tonight, fellas? Ha-ha!
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh.
0: <laughs> anyway, once again we derailed. <laughs> so I think we, we've yep. covered at least uh, lighting effects, right? And yep. supplies for train. That's about it. Luckily, <laughs> we only have like yeah, five flying, stuff. flying through it. Yeah, <laughs> so we <fly> through. It. <laughs> oh my god! So so we well we and we the still have, are like, paying no... good money for this podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Give them what they want, right? Yeah, guys, we still uh, have, like, half snow, half pigments, fucking yeah. display stands, oil paints, weathering, bases,
1: and... Yes, we God have, like, God. half left.
3: Yeah, well, more than half,
1: but... Yeah. So, guys, uh, I actually have to check out now.
3: I have to go, like, uh, If like you this. give them some... Can you give us <laughs> some whiskey? Then they'll probably yeah, sleep for a few hours. It'll be fine. That, they that gets expensive. I won't leave the bottle damn well alone. <laughs> I'm, buying,
1: I'm buying more whiskey. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Henry, always a pleasure.
4: Yeah, lovely to chat to <laughs> yeah. you. Silly, Yeah. I <laughs> just have
1: a lot of fun. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I know. I know went, yeah, and Freddie has one like indistinct right? <laughs> Get off my lawn now.
4: I had <laughs> one in 1993. I remember it. was awful. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fred, I bet I <laughs> played was, my first rogue <laughs> Trader game. <laughs> If we prod Freddy, I bet he would go full, like, I remember the first time I stepped out of my basement playing second edition. The sun was <laughs> shining. I heard I heard Smash Mouth on the radio, and Pele had just painted his second dreadnought. Smash well,
4: no, no, these these videos of, of, of Freddy supposedly gaming against Pele playing Manowar, for all we know, these <laughs> photos are 20 years old. He's just <laughs> showing them now.
1: Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's like, I don't have to game
0: anymore, I'm just recycling all yeah. the photos. Like, <laughs> I've teleplay,
1: but I've never seen Freddy in any of the pictures. <laughs>
0: <This is laughs> it's because I always hide under the table crying, because it goes po- so poorly.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, I can attest to that, I've seen you play Battlefield Gothic.
0: Also also because, uh, hashtag, I'm supposed <laughs> to be at home
1: looking after my kids. Oh, I see, yeah. <laughs> do, do they play Man of War without you or? <laughs> no yeah, well they do in the That's pool they I don't have know where they going. they're having too much fun without you
3: yeah you like I come guess.
1: into a room and they're playing Battletaker man I want to be Jade Falcon they're like get out of here old man uh, He wants to be Jade, we Jade Falcon we 3D printed these skulls <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: god anyway fuck off now instead <laughs> so
1: we can actually talk
0: about like uh, useful stuff
4: See you. A okay. Bye, guys. See you us See. Um, All right. Uh, yeah, it, I was wondering about talking about like right, actual other stuff. game systems. No, like like <laughs> Epic and that. Actually, like maybe that's that's another. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that that is for our side project. Yeah. Coming yeah. Coming
0: to uh, uh, an ear near you soon. That's true. That's true. Uh, anyway, so we have Henry here not to talk about 3D printing. <laughs> we'll talk about styrofoam boards or rollers or so such and such yeah. we're actually here because he's like a kind of a paint master right
4: i just painted a lot I'm No, not, certainly not a master but i think it's worth saying like, he has I, no kids he's uh, the one of us that has no kids <laughs> although we've never run uh terrain painting classes through through color paint through, through through the business it's i've done a lot of terrain as commission work yeah. uh, well like, you know basis though
0: you know, yeah, the yeah, that's straight bases, which um, is kind of like training a small, super small, micro scale.
4: It is, and there's there are there is crossover, but I think from from having had to do, I, I was sort of trying to tot it up, and I I think I've done at least twenty six by fours worth of terrain on across a couple of various commissions. Mm. So there's well, definitely I, right? I've I've learned for yeah you know, there's, there's definitely things I've learned from 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 doing them and that's included you know a full resin so mortalis board and mdf and and blah 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 so i hope i hope there will at least be some useful uh, d- don't don't fuck up like i did type um type, <laughs> type things um so i guess i i don't know how you guys want to approach this whether you want to like fire some questions or whether you just want me to sort uh, of start to well, run through what i well, think are helpful tips <laughs>
0: I think like if if you go through like uh regardless if it, it's a tile or it's a centerpiece or it's a terrain piece and stuff um how do how do you kind of like approach uh the building aside like we build it yeah. we've already gone it, through like yeah the first, building's done we, yeah the building's yeah. done, uh we've primed the motherfucker like how would you kind of approach it obviously you would look at the table if if it's a desert mat or whatever, but um like what? Once you approach the painting style, how how do you, how do you look
4: at it? Well, so this goes back to what we were saying very early on with this idea. If you want the, I I'm going to say you want, by which I mean I want. This is what I like <laughs> in a table, right? But you you want, uh, you want your table to provide the setting for the game uh, or, or the the narrative, but you don't want it to distract from the miniatures, and you don't necessarily want it to distract from, from the narrative either just wants to enhance it so straight away i'm i'm considering to what level of detail am i going to paint this terrain okay that may be determined by what it is by the actual kit whether it's a simple kit or or a complicated kit but very often it's not it's even if it's an incredibly complicated gw sector mechanicus thing you can still paint it in a very simple way by which i mean not only just simple techniques but also to a level of detail that isn't particularly high and you you almost make the model do the work um and actually those sort of old school army painting techniques like like dry brushing washing uh things like that they for me they are really important appropriate techniques to use for terrain uh, it's not using fifteen <laughs> pots of <tammy> or white <laughs> like Eric said. You know, it's it's if you're painting terrain, you can just go and buy, um, like uh, art cra- arts and crafts acrylic paint from from the dollar store type. Yeah. Thing. You know, that stuff thin down, fire it through the airbrush is fine. It's, it's going to do the job just as well. You don't need to use yeah a thousand pots of of rhinox hide or or, or lead belcher or whatever. So, I think. Speed, speed is really Im- important as well. Um, you know, yes, it's the third army, but I'd still rather be painting normal models. So often I will use uh, aerosol or rattle cans to do as much of the painting as possible. Um, so let, let's just say the table is, uh, actually it doesn't matter. Maybe the table's a city fight table. Maybe it's a desert Mesa type table, um, or, or maybe it's a zone mortalis. I'm going to start them all the same way, which is with aerosols, with with rattle cans. Um, And you can work with your rattle cans if you get comfortable with it. You can have different color in each hand, and you can start to work across the model like that just to create a little bit of uh, difference in the surfaces of of, of tones. Now, you might choose to do, say, a, a black can and a white can, and then you can start to put in some basic zenithal highlighting, by which I mean the the top parts of the model are going to be lighter than the bottom parts. Um, that's a really effective way, uh, particularly like city scenery, to get it looking cool. Um, so that's the way I'm going to go in with that. But I'm not going to Zenithal where I like pre shade and pre highlight my scenery wherever possible. I would rather get, say, I want my buildings gray. I would rather get a dark gray and a light gray rattle can, right? Yeah. There and work it up like that. When the scenery starts to get a bit smaller, say things like the um, scatter terrain, so barrels and um, cargo crates and things like that, then I will do a more traditional like pre shape pre-highlight and uh, things like that. But again, it's all about time. So, so it's always rattle cans to start. Then it's going to be dry brushing. Dry brushing is like, it's just the best for terrain. Like it, 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 it's, it gives you just the perfect, in my opinion, the perfect level of, of detail. On the model, um, you know, it gives you a bit of texture. Uh, it, it's, it's just, yeah, it's it's just perfect. Um, and again, for that, I'm not going to use my little tank dry brush or, or whatever. I'm going to get the biggest dry brush I can get away with. Um, and for scenery, um, particularly, I'm I'm looking for a really big makeup brush um, so that they 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 look like. Uh, if you're not familiar with them, they're like a almost like a a, a fat cone uh, yeah. at the end, end of the brush. Um, and they're probably going to save You can also get them at the dollar oh, store. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to cost you a, a, a fortune, and you're going to the, wreck um, them. I would say
3: it. Mega Brush, but I know Teams right. Workshop so you, has this really big terrain brush. Um,
4: it's I don't get it, man. It's just like yeah. a small house paint brush. Like I, I don't understand. Like the, really hard. the bristles on it are they're not um, uh, c- condensed enough, so that they they're yeah they're hard, but okay. they're also they're not tightly packed enough to work like a dry brush. You just get okay. streaks. In my like I've I've tried to use one and I hated it. Um, I, you okay. you need that uh, much tighter packed bristles for for your dry brush with it, which is why a makeup brush works so well because um, it's because there's so many of the the bristles in it. Um so that's yes, yeah, so that, that's the first sort of couple of steps for basically any scenery, and then it's going to come to the wash. Um and that's that does change depending on what, what I want to do. Um usually it's going to fall into one or two camps. I'm either going to use an acrylic wash or I'm going to use an oil wash. Now, if you're using an acrylic wash, um, there's a really old military modeling uh Technique, or whatever you want to call it, um, and guys that have done come to our classes will, will be familiar with it. Is, is where you make up a massive batch of your own uh, wash, and all you need for this is an acrylic floor polish. So you go into the supermarket, and it's you know, it says for acrylic floors, pledge, whoever doesn't really matter on the brands, just as long as it's acrylic. And, and effectively, all that is is a really, really thin, uh, usually gloss medium. In fact, it will always be gloss because it's a polish, as far as I'm aware. Um, but but it's the key to it is it's it's very very thin. It's not like a gloss varnish, which is going to be a bit thicker. It's a super thin gloss varnish. But it's just that it's a medium, so you can now add colour to that medium, and you can create any colour of wash that you want um, by just adding in some ink. So uh, if when we did the Zomortalis board, we can to begin with. Then we went in and did a little bit of airbrushing on some of the panels to get a bit of different color. And then we made up this huge batch of wash. And it was something to the effect of, say, two liters of, of this floor polish. And you would drop maybe 10 drops of brown ink, five drops of green ink, five drops of purple ink, five drops of yellow ink, whatever, until you get a sort of color that you like. Basically, you're looking for a color probably a bit like Agrax Earthshade.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, because you can then slop that over anything from desert-colored terrain, Martian-colored terrain, city—you know, concrete—any um, of that, and it's and it's going to work. Um, and you just just get get a nice big brush and start slathering it all over. And because it's so thin, and because it's gloss, it has a very low surface tension. So what it's going to do is it's going to run into all of the recesses on your terrain, but it's not going to leave these horrible puddles on the big. Big flat surfaces, and that's one of the things with, that's different when you're painting a your terrain to your models. Is you've got these much larger surfaces to deal with. Um, so if you use this gloss, uh, this this floor polish to do it with, it's going to run into all the recesses. But then you're also giving your entire piece of terrain a coat of protective uh, varnish, effectively. Oh, yeah. yeah,
3: makes sense. So you've yeah.
4: you've killed two birds, three birds with one stone doing that. Um, it's it's very very cost effective uh what way of way of working um i say it's incredibly hard wearing you have a huge degree of control over your colours um and yeah it's it's you're just making your own gloss wash that's, that's that's all you're doing with it the other type i'll do and this tends to be more on my personal terrain is i like i i love the grimdark uh artistic style um of of the books and, and the narrative um and i like to paint Something similar to that—that, Blanchet whatever you want to label it—but that dirtier, grimier look to models, I I really enjoy, um, particularly if I'm gaming because that's what I'm trying to put myself in the mindset of—is those books and those pieces of artwork. So I'll often use oils uh, for that, and again, it it doesn't need to be expensive at all. So if I was doing it for the oil wash, I would get a a big bottle of uh, white spirits. Uh, could be called mineral spirits. Sensadora depending where you are um well okay. no i wouldn't use sansador if i was doing loads of terrain so all sansdor is is a is a a really refined uh, mineral spirit so it's odorless it's 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 all the rest of it but for for doing like a big table of terrain no i would just use yeah the um, normal fucking just uh, the nor- the nor- thinner it, it, exactly um, thing. and 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 it'll be fine okay as long as you're there's this there's this big, uh, It's not really the place to address it, but there's a a, a misunderstanding. A lot of people think that white spirit will damage uh, acrylic paint. So the the normal paint we use on our models most of the time, it it doesn't react chemically. The two things uh, don't react with each other. I don't think inert's the right word, but they, they don't react with each other. So you could pour it over it, and it wouldn't affect it. The issue that people will often come across, provided the acrylic paint is dry, that is, and a solid layer, the issues people will come across is if there's a crack in that acrylic layer of paint or it isn't dry, as soon as the spirit gets underneath there, that's when it lifts it all off your model and and strips it. So the issue you, you might find is if you're applying it quite roughly to a model, and we might be with scenery, if you're working it at the model, then you may well damage the paint. So it's nothing to do with the chemical itself. It's you physically uh, using abrasion on the surface, which is creating a gap. And that solvent's then going underneath. And it's it's wrecking the paint and everything. But as I said, if I've, if I've rattle can this stuff and then dry brushed it and it's all dry, there's no reason I can't just slop loads of this over it. No, nothing will happen. Um, so I'm going to use a soft brush, a large soft brush. And I'm going to put maybe, let's say, let's say we're doing a six by four zo- uh, table city fight table i'm going to get a coffee mug fill that with the spirits and then i'm probably going to put in uh uh, uh what's a, a size what's a common like a like a normal marble yeah you know what i mean so what, yeah, one four things marble. yeah yeah so uh, <laughs> yes yeah that's a good shout right yeah a quarter of a shot glass right of of the of oil paint in there of paste of the actual neat oil paint mix that all up and then slot that all over in exactly the same way it gives you a different finish and a different effect um but again i i I really like it I, i like working with it there are pluses and minuses to working with both um if you do want to work with oil paints and do all of that you need to give them time to dry, but when oil paint is dry, it's incredibly hard wearing. Because if you think about, you know, that's why we've still got pictures from 500 years ago, <coughs> excuse me, that someone's painted in oil because it's it's there, it's it's survived because it's tough, it's 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 hard wearing. Um, so yeah, those those are the two options I will use for washing either acrylic or uh, or, or, or oil normally. Um, I don't think i'd use enamel on a on a table's worth of terrain just because it get quite expensive and it stinks um so yeah and and at this point the that terrain would be perfectly good to play on but that's when you may want to go in and just pick out the odd odd little detail but i don't paint like um all the control panels and shit like that on terrain like it doesn't need to in my opinion it doesn't need doing like i might i may go in and paint if there's tons of wiring uh you know or plumbing i may go in and paint those a different color before i put the wash on just to give it a little tonal variation um but very often the scenery will be the terrain will be made up of multiple parts right so you you're automatically getting variations in color and tone because you're going to paint the gun emplacement separately to the bunker and, uh, and all that type of thing. Um, but I think as well, it's worth looking at reference photos. You know, look at power plants, look at military uh, op- operating bases, um, look at industrial or agricultural machinery. Um, it, it, it's not a thousand different colors, is it? it? It tends to be whatever color they can cheaply get a lot of Spray the fucking thing in there, right? I mean, Fred, you know more than anyone. Yeah, yeah. Easy
0: to clean. It <laughs> doesn't like easy to wash off blood stains and shit,
4: on <laughs> right? So you know, I think that's kind of how I like like my my scenery to look. I'm well aware I've ranted then for about yeah 10, fifteen minutes. Well, so. and also
0: I, I think that not painting all the consoles and shit kind of when, when you pick up like let's say Warhammer forty forty thousand from John Blanche or. Mm inquisus exterminatus or something and look at the artwork and stuff and you can see that some some displays are working but a large portion on a typical blanche Blanche art piece you can see most of the things are fucking broken Mm. Mm. so the displays would be fucking dead anyway that's it man so yeah
4: so i think rather than like because it's obviously such a broad topic to talk about as in how do i approach specific pieces but my my general overall approach with scenery is to find uh the the cost effective versions of what i would use on a miniature um and actually you know this is where you can be a bit cheaper this is where you can afford to to be a bit more um slapdash or you know like uh, to take a little bit less less care i'm a big big fan of of letting yeah. the model do the work for you, uh, it
3: it Which can take a try. lot of time if you just like sit with a fine yeah. detail brush and uh, and do all the the small things in the terrain. Yeah, yeah. That's
4: it.
2: And
3: again, like we said
4: earlier, hours ago now, like yeah. <laughs> the club <laughs> when it gets thrown yeah. around and chipped and shit, like no one, can really see anything, you know, like it's the lights are all shit and you know it's it's uh you don't need to be painting all that detail in but this is where you do choose to apply a little more detail so let's say like the led lights in the lamps and things like that it has much more of an impact because it's
3: you're really drawn yeah. and especially if you have bits of extra bad detail and there is a chair um, yeah. with led so think, lights you know, on yeah. <laughs> obviously it's going to be uh, drawing your attention mm. right Yeah, Yeah, but
0: also, depending on how you like how we talked before about modeling a table or a terrain piece to kind of of have an impact on battle and stuff, by also using the contrast method by painting, as in having maybe that's the only display board, I mean, like computer screen that is actually working or flicking with some, Mm. you know, Mm. some contrast paints going on there. And and then you kind of like, oh, well, there's where the doorway is and all that other shit. Or, like a pool of fucking slime and everything to just like enhance enhance everything That's it a could really good you used, uh it could hide your being blunt around it
4: hmm. hmm. Contrast paints is a really good suggestion actually um they they would be perfect for picking out the odd detail where you don't want to spend too long, but you want to add that little bit of color or something in. Um, yeah, the not the only thing with contrast uh, paints, uh, yeah, they, I think, really is that, that sort of
3: job. when when you uh, put them on, it they do make a good effect. But I just think often the contrast paints ends up being kind of dark, as uh, so, so especially if you wash after, then you mm. end up with like a really dark color unless you also yeah. dry brush yeah. some lighter color on top yeah. of the the contrast paint.
4: But then i guess i i guess i feel like i've painted say yeah. 90% of the model really quickly like i don't mind spending a bit of time now like i like and actually contrast paints would yeah. cut that bit of extra time sl- slightly um it's whereas in the past i might have used say tamiya clears for things actually i can use contrasts for really similar jobs on terrain you're right it's it's not going to brighten a thing up necessarily yeah. but what it can do is add in some some color yeah um and that might be all it needs um, Or
0: like when when i've experimented a bit with it or it doesn't have to be contrast paint it could be like any kind of kind of gloss paint or what, whatnot yeah. like washes yeah. or, or inks yeah. or whatnot uh, usually i do like the i'll do the wonder wash or whatever beforehand uh, or the oil wash, and then I go back and revisit those places and I, I, and I make them pop, and then mm. usually i even if I do, I love my ultramark varnish, obviously <laughs> but then on those areas, I actually use a gloss wash used to bring them
4: up a little yeah. bit yeah and that's that's the way to think about um, contrast as well is they're just a very user friendly sort of ink really I, I use very similar uh, count. To
3: using I've, using I've used them for two things yeah mm-hmm. i like, Either I use them for skipping, you know, two to three layers of paint. Like, if if you know you're going to do something red, well, then you can take mm-hmm. a red contrast paint on top of white and you don't have to do the whole pre-shade mm-hmm. and you also mm-hmm. get a few layers. And then you, you yes. simply find a dark red that's similar and a light red mm-hmm. and then you can kind of blend in between them. Uh, and then you have, it's pre-blended already a bit mm-hmm. by the contrast paint. Uh, so, so that that's one you can use it for, or or else I also sometimes just use it for basically finding all the crevices and stuff like that, so you can actually uh, paint it up after. But where you use the contrast paint to uh, to just make the light for you, mm-hmm. if you don't want to do like a perfect light source or something. So, so that,
4: yeah but i think they they are a that's that style of painting that you know the the using colored washes and inks and things like that you're sort of being a little bit sloppy and i don't mean it in a negative yeah. way but you're 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 being less deliberate you're, you're trying to be quick with stuff you just need exactly. it to suggest something you don't need it to be perfect um see that's that's my approach to terrain like in a nutshell um is, is in and the last thing i would do on the piece of terrain, Freddie almost almost started talking about it then is, is just using um the the contrast of finish. So I've I've washed the whole model now and I may give it a, a coat of varnish if I want. I don't really need to because as I've said they they sort of do the same job. But say say your floor polish you've got has a particularly high sheen, has a high gloss to it, and yeah. it's too much for you. Now your whole board looks like a, a boiled sweet, you know, a jolly rancher. Um then you're going to want to rattle can some some varnish on there some satin or some matte or, or whatever on there and then i will go back in and very deliberately do a few little bits of bright metal or, or a glossy console with yeah. you know a tammy clear paint or something or, or gloss paint even and, and but it's like we said or an led light but you know those it's those really high contrast bits that Will make it look like you spent um, a lot more time on that terrain than you have done, because you're you're deliberately you are controlling exactly where someone looks at your terrain. They're not looking at the inside bottom wall of that one ruined building off to the right that actually has got nothing. It's just a base coat and nothing else on it. They're looking at the cool little control console that you've put a little oil spill coming out the bottom of, you know, and and maybe one or two uh fluorescent lights on it. You know, they're they're looking at the the rusty streaks I've done with oil paint down the big main hangar bay door or the the um the hazard stripes that you've you've put around the lift shaft. You know, it's it's those areas that they're looking at, not the ninety-nine others that are just <laughs> a base coat and a wash.
0: It's grey it's um... Um,
4: yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, and and I think that's that's how I've always approached doing it, and 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 enjoyed playing on it. I absolutely loved the Zone Mortalis table we did, and and we did it in just over a day, three of us. Um, and and we had these. It, it was incredibly simple techniques, but as I've said, giving yourself extra time. Yeah. You know, we printed out a load of tiny propaganda posters, oh. and put them on using pva we made a room where a, a ritual summoning had happened so i just went fucking mental with tamir nice. clear reds and clear blues and things making loads of blood everywhere you know we we did we did a one little lift shaft with some hazard stripes and and when we when we brought the table to the club people loved it people people yeah know, but, but those were the bits they remembered about it you yeah know, <laughs> not oh i love that particular shade of teal that you used for the <laughs> <laughs> you know, the walls on that section and things like that, that. That's yeah, actually that's, something uh, I remember it's just not worth from the course the
3: that I took back home yeah. from one of your tank courses, where you were like, we. I remember the talk came onto mm. uh, how you paint the underside of a tank, and and I remember you are like, well, we, we usually don't, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll because don't it's like, that. you <laughs> need to spend your effort where people actually <laughs> look, and like, you, you, no one is going to lift up your right. tank because you know it's socially unacceptable in this hobby to touch other people's miniatures anyway. Right. So <laughs> it's like right. it, you, you need to put the time where it <laughs> actually matters and where people see it. Which, which yeah. yeah,
4: but I think it's, it's particularly important on terrain, isn't it? Because because you've only got yeah. a small amount of time, right, to glance at that battlefield and you need to know what's going on right if i come over and look at your game if the board you know you guys have said you take so much time and care setting the terrain up to tell a story
3: you
4: you need to support that with the painting of it um you know so that well i could come over and within a couple of seconds i've i've identified oh there's some weird toxic river there's you know oh this city's clearly in a state of decay you know and that building over there looks way more ornate than the others. So straight away, I'm now like, oh, hang on, okay. So now I, I get it. I, I get the setting. I'm yeah. in. Right. What are the and that, forces and that's trying that's the same to you can do with lights, you
3: know, uh, uh, or the f- phosphorescent uh, pigments. That I really like them because yeah. it's like if you if you have an objective, you can basically have them spread over the table and just flash in a UV torch on that particular part of the table, and that will start glowing. And after three hours, mm. the table is not glowing anymore. And then it's like, well, objective over here now. So point at that for five seconds with a light. <laughs> and you have three hours of objective glowing again. <laughs> so
4: That's yeah. it, man. But you're right as well. It's adding textures. So I think you, you know, we've talked about um, building the kits and, and all that. But one, one thing I've started doing on this fantasy terrain, I'm <laughs> slowly finding on eBay and not paying a fortune for um is uh like uh uh, oof gave me this pot of i think it's chinchilla sand or something it's really fine sand right it's like crazy fine um and i just cover splodges of the so i I paint the whole one and then i cover splodges of it in super glue sprinkle this super fine sand over it and then i just run green uh watered down green enamel paint all over it or thin down enamel paint and it looks like uh, moss looks like super yeah. realistic moss but it's taken seconds right to do but again it's like you've instantly changed now it's, now it's not just a little house uh, now you, you've given it some character right it's, yeah it's an old house it's how's it got like that well if it's in that kind of state what's what's the buildings like around it you know what is this environment like and and i think that can really help sell a board. Yeah. we we spoke earlier about uh, or fair about snow and stuff like that, you know, that's the classic, right? Is is a snowy board? Is you know, or Martian boards? They're, they're so cool to look at. Um, look, I was going to ask you guys about that. Like, how do yeah. you how do you feel about?
3: I think that's really the heavily themed. Actually, it's, it's if boards. if you have a really heavily themed um, board, then you know, like when it goes to you know, mega story. If you have a mass themed board, then you're probably going to be like, okay, cool. This is planet, some mm. desolate planet they landed on. Uh, if you have a city board, it could be like, yeah, we are solving this city. You can have a spaceport or a space station. You can have, uh, like, an orc village, but it, But mm. it, I think it tells a story more than, like, a, then we have tree houses here, and then we have a piece of a river and a forest, and like, but th- that's just... <laughs> Random, generic mm. shit. There's no story to that at all. It's just, well, we need a bit of different terrain. So here we go. Um, <laughs> and and for when we now mm. you make fun of me thinking rules, but uh, but also when you when you think about building an army for an event, if you go to to one of our events, you'll have maybe a desert table one one place, you'll have a city table, and then you'll have a some radio communication tower thingy where you can still see each other through because it's actually, you know, in the heights that it blocks more than on the ground level. So basically you need to also think about, okay, I don't know which Mm -hmm. table I'm going to play at, but I can't, I can't just be like, well, I'm going to build it to stand in buildings, the whole army. So it's not just need to stand in buildings because maybe one third of the tables Mm -hmm. won't have any buildings. Um whereas uh, when you look at a lot of tournaments mm. I think you just see a lot of you know they spread out the same generic tables so everyone gets a forest everyone gets true bill-
4: <laughs> yeah so that but they're yeah. they're approaching it from a, a fairness point of view right uh, 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 yeah I get that and I think that's that is a nice thing about heresy is as we were saying earlier, I think it is that middle ground between the dream home board and uh, a tournament game, right? Because you, the the people going to an event are happy for it to be yeah. very strange and 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 very thematic, um, and and you just have to yeah, deal exactly. with it. They they sort because of almost for, for see me, that as part when of the when challenge. I said, right? Fair table, yeah. and
3: yeah, it is fair to have yeah. a table that's almost the same across. But on the other hand, I'm like, well, having different types of tables with different types of terrain is also just a challenge you could build an army for. Like, you know, you you already think about your opponent's army Mm -hmm. as something you, you need to prepare for whatever army you can run into. You don't have any idea which. So, like, having to think about terrain is just another layer of depth. More than having every all tables are pretty mm. much the same. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Really cool. God, you're making <laughs> me
0: want to play some games. <laughs> the, the the way that we approach it as well in, in our event series is that we try to when, when I do tables, I I tend to imagine a planet where there's there will be. It it's not the the classic fucking <laughs> Star Wars or uh trekkie universe where oh this is the desert planet there is only desert here this is the forest planet <laughs> there's only mm-hmm. forest here a planet is more intricate and in, and in that way we kind of make sure that because people like to some people like to base their miniatures like a desert base other people like to base their miniatures like an urban base other do like forestry bases other do like alien plant life some people do snow like uh, eric so what we like to provide is that we have a wide variety of themed tables
2: mm.
0: uh, within those themes and we know that when players actually kind of, oh look because many times on an event like, oh well I have a like a desert based army and look that old made there has a desert based yeah. army, like let's go and play at the fucking desert table, it's going to look fun.
4: Yeah, that's awesome. so that's, that's why I asked that question initially because like as I'm preparing more armies <laughs> to come out of lockdown with to, to actually game with, like it it really affects my choice of basing on my on my gaming armies, because I, I immersion is the the absolute key. that's the only reason I'm playing these games, right is to yeah. is to have a a cooperative sort of immersive experience with my opponent. That's not to say I don't want to try and outwit <laughs> them tactically and crush them and and all the rest of it. That's hundred yeah. percent that that, that, like that that comes on as soon as I am in the game. But beforehand, you know, it's, it's about creating the setting the scene and I'm sort of deliberately choosing to do a very, very generic basing scheme on most of my armies now that I want to game with because I want to be able to go to events and put them down on the snowboard, put them down on the Martian board, put them down on the Zone Mortalis and and it still be okay or just about okay. Like, because it's that thing, isn't it? It's when you see the snowy army yeah. advancing across the desert, or you know, or, or that kind of thing. Like, it, it can take you out of it, and that I think is a real challenge. And, and I think it's a balance um, for some. It's for really something.
3: a balance thing. Yeah. Um,
4: but I like what you're saying. It, to, you it, know, it, for, yeah, you're it, giving the it, choice, right? It,
3: it, <laughs> it's it's so much better when everyone is just golden green. I have a desert yeah. army now, and I have a, a, a snow army. Uh, so, so I kind of feel you there because mm. it 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 does hurt when you like I don't know why but I always end up at a table that's the opposite of what my models are like I build my models for a desert and I never get to play mm. on a desert table mm. uh, but I I think it's you are completely correct there because it really actually hurts to. Immersion when you uh, when you go on a forest table, for example, with desert bases and everything is dark brown with green shit coming out of it, and then Mm. you come over there with your yellow whitish bases and like, well, that doesn't fit at all. They're just shining on top of Mm. that terrain. Definitely agree.
4: That's what I I think it's it's one of the things like your your guys' event series. It's one of the reasons that. Has always appealed to me a lot with the idea of, you know, you know in advance what the planet is that we're playing this event in, and I, I can now base basically model the army to fit the the theme. And I think that's yeah. But it's a bit of a tangent. But that's just why I was just asking about sort of whether yeah. you whether you think because uh, like, well, yeah. if I could only have one board at home, I think I would probably make it quite a generic base, um, like probably a sort of grey-brown type thing, because I could then add a load of different things on top of that, and it would still look right. I guess yeah. it's like when you choose what gaming mat to buy, right? You sort of yeah. think, oh, do I want,
3: buy the do I want one that will ones.
4: work with lots of scenery, or do I want a really...
3: <laughs> but yeah, uh, specific I, think, but I think the gaming yeah. mat, if you yeah, do... Yeah. Um, mm. At least I have some buildings where they don't actually have you know, the button part of it. Uh, I ju- it's just rubble. So I made the buildings mm. gray and the rubble gray, which means they don't actually have mm. an edge around the building. So just yeah. by changing the gaming mats, I can actually choose yeah. whether I want to use a desert gaming mat for my Thousand Suns, for example, or take a winter mat and use it with my Milishami because they actually fit both. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really good tip. Yeah.
4: That's, but if yeah, you yeah. do, like,
3: the
0: the Pro, Was it, like, the 30K channel, then you used to have, like, if you had a desert one, you get some sand from outside. Just <laughs> chuck a, a load of get, sand on, yeah. Uh, and if it's winter one, you get some white stuff, and, like, some uh, sugar and shit. Mm. Sugar well, to Eric's yellow, in really.
4: banking. We've already <laughs> discussed this, like... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> different, different type of pan powder. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, but... It, I, I think like I know I've done my, my armies kinda of like greyish or uh, dark brown or whatever used to like especially the Raffles armies I I've 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 found like a, a secret recipe for my bases. Uh that kind of it kind of works with all all kind of gaming mats. Uh so it's kind of like a brown grayish kind of base that I do. Uh, yeah, yeah yeah and um, so i am kind of in, into the henry approach when it comes to because i i really find the immersion like um but i i do enjoy thematic armies and then during army parade when um, mm. when people have like a, a really nice snow display board for example yeah. Then, yeah. then you can actually appreciate yeah. the effort they put in and, and and the the way we think is uh, with our event series is that we want to provide one table, so at least they will have an opportunity at the time if not if someone has let's say, oh fuck we we don't have a swamp table mm-hmm. with liquid water or whatnot on and um, then we do the whole then we encourage place uh, and we talk to people signing up and it's like, oh fuck, I just made this swamp theme army because people always chat before event, and then it was like, oh, I'll do the whole citizen soldier thing and as mm-hmm. well' just bring a swamp table mm-hmm. and we'll just chuck it up there and we'll we'll kind of just add some. To get the terrain to make it kind of fit in with the narrative that we're trying to uh, portray. but at least they give you an opportunity sometime during the event. At least you will find like a, a good battle because you'll be able but to it, play on that table. I think that's a good point. Yeah,
3: Because I know for like, for example, for Railtag, when we run it in Denmark, we don't have your big supply of terrain from from the Stockholm uh, um, club. Yeah. So, so, yeah, but, but basically, it's from a Railtag in Denmark. I think six or seven of the tables are actually built from that. That's the people's uh, coming to the events, personal tables they bring from home. So they actually come with a moving box with terrain that fits their Mm -hmm. army. And again, as it's the play at home terrain, you you get the really detailed terrain because it's a 30 K player that most of them paints really well and really, puts an effort into. It. And the same go the same go for the tables. So mm-hmm. we like we at the events mm-hmm. we've been in Denmark where we brought this terrain, it, it was private terrain and you just have 40k players coming over just standing there like, what the fuck? How how can you have this terrain? <laughs> it's like, well people just bring it. <laughs> so and, and for example for Scandus mm-hmm. if we we're gonna bring down terrain from Stockholm, we're gonna get terrain from different Danish players. Uh, so if you have a a really nice looking table and you want to bring it, then just take a picture, send it to us, and we'll just build it into the map. So that is one of the tables. Um, it's because we we awesome. we yeah. can do that. It's, it's awesome. quite easy, actually.
0: Yeah. Well, we we always encourage everyone to get like yeah. super fucking engrossed into our. Crazy I think it's kind hobby. of
3: cool that actually yeah. for. <laughs> for the events that you can bring your yeah. own terrain and be like, well, I I spent months building this table and someone actually yeah. says, "Hey, then bring it so we can see it and Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> it, right?
4: Yeah, let's bring it. I want to play on it. Let's yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah
4: definitely. Because you know,
0: pe- people tend to they make display boards, they bring display boards and stuff, which yeah. is essentially just a small piece of your table. Yeah. Um, yeah.
4: Well, but, I think as well that so many people now travel to events uh, yeah. you, often by their own vehicle, right? And, and and a lot of the time, you know, and, and actually,
3: yeah, exactly. loading a your terrain is just one more tote of...
4: box, you know. In the, in the like car. We,
3: we literally, I don't know if you saw it <laughs> at yeah. the pain course, but um, we it... literally had a fucking filled car where we drove 800 kilometers to Stockholm and back, where we brought. Terrain and armies, just because we had that <laughs> one gaming day in the middle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And When, when you yeah, say yeah, car, it, obviously it, it, it has four uh, wheels. <laughs> <laughs> the, the fucking clown car. No.
0: <laughs> yeah, but but it, it's like because uh, everyone's getting into display stands and display boards and whatnot, uh, and we just encourage you to take the take it to the next level because. Where would you otherwise, when we have the Army parades,
3: obviously you put your entire army onto your table yeah, because and there's nothing a, as more horrible as so. you know ha, a lot of the events they have like the front tables are all the best tables. It's usually a club or something. And then you know you always have the egg trade yeah. table in the end where they're like they ran out of terrain and they're like, well, we we can just take, some... <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean yeah, the exactly. nostalgia type? I remember it was right? at an event in Norway, and it was literally like they had, I think, twenty-five <laughs> tables that were really good-looking, and they had five tables where it was like egg trays and a cactus. It was just sticks put into a, to Jeez. a foam ball. Yeah, I don't know. I, like I, I did ended up playing well. Those <laughs> you had to play on.
4: <laughs> Oh my well, like, The worst for these <laughs> these fucking yeah. They just they
3: well, was actually actually the 40k door, tournament chugging 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 a of, of the 40k <laughs> eighth <laughs> edition or seventh edition. So basically, I got uh, I got my ass handed to me in some battles, and then I <laughs> met some people that should have handed my ass, but I don't know their strategic sense was like minus a hundred. <laughs> it was crazy. But anyway, the the most horrible thing that can happen is that you go to an event and you have an army that actually has a good chance of winning Best Painted and then you get to set up for the painting competition at the egg tray table because Mm. it's just like, you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? I I got this (laughs) uh, railroad uh, grass mats and then I have the Mm. egg tray in the background and then I have my fucking desert base where it's like, yeah, desert base on that, you know, neon green grass. It's just, yeah, I'm I'm I'm. you just can, can I just get a table if mm. you put it on because this this fucking ruins my army. <laughs> but <laughs> so, so yeah I, I totally get the point with like having the table <laughs> matched down. and I think a lot of painting competitions or best painted for events has probably been like the end result has been influenced a lot by which table you randomly ended up at before the painting uh, competition. Um.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Or, but, or it tends to be people actually but, care yeah, but, about.
3: But putting in putting 30k you will do that. <laughs> on a decent um, table. I would say 40k events is like 90% just yeah. leaves and votes for the first army that is set up. And this is from personal experience at these events. Because so like if you if you're late at the game ending, then people have just been like casting their vote on the first. Army being set up, however ugly it is, and then just went to lunch or something. Um, so yeah. Well, mm. no. well, it's not it's not a
2: like
0: prestigious it. reward in in that community, anyways. What? It's not the one that brings the money and the chicks
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the fame. Yeah, isn't that right? Andrew? Yeah, that, that's what, what brings the, the chicks.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. Uh, <laughs> Well, I I would rather yeah. if, if I was if I was single oh, again, I would right. rather brag to a chick about winning best painted, than bragging to a chick about winning the tournament in the gaming part. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the ITC fucking uh, live streaming in in five minutes due to a uh, kind of rule mishap.
4: <laughs> so we've um yeah. we've smashed through everything yeah. else on the thing. All far yeah, so. um uh so i've i've got a i've got a little list here of people i would recommend like going and checking out like if you Mm -hmm. if you dig in terrain like i feel like this this chat's been quite broad like sort of like introducing ideas and stuff um rather than like being really specific about things um but so i i picked um painters and hobbyists rather than uh Producers for, for this one for me, so um, I think uh, I mentioned him earlier Trevor, uh, Redbeard Hobby on Instagram, does loads of cool terrain stuff, fantasy and uh, sci fi, um, usually uh, more cost effective stuff as well, so like making a lot of things uh, from scratch. Um, there's a guy, oh, yeah. uh, Mel, called the Terrain Tutor on YouTube, uh, he's he's amazing i mean he's been around for a long time um and there is just uh, so much free content available from him uh on terrain um this is a guy called luke aps uh on youtube as well a guy from northern england um who's done a lot of pretty good terrain videos as well um and then i also thought from other i mean obviously you guys because you always post up yeah. events but you can't pimp yourself on your own podcast <laughs> right? so no, sure. i actually thought like you've got people like tim from i Horace is always using creating new terrain uh from different things so they're always worth having checking out and then max from yeah. road to terror is always working on terrain as well Mox. so i think um, you know those guys are they're off Yeah and he, he's and been doing some
3: really new great stuff lately new
4: terrain ideas um Mm. So those were my um, suggestions to check out if you if you dig it.
0: Yeah, definitely. And we we've seen like uh, Max brought to Skandis like uh, the other the other time. He brought his uh, Skandis grad themed uh, like uh, victory markers and all kinds of shit. So that was super cool. Pretty Stalin grad esque. <laughs> Jesus, yeah, it's pretty dark. That fucking. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah uh, I, know, I guess yeah. the final question from me for you two would be like if you if money is no object time is no object like i snap my fingers and you can have it right now yep. what what is your dream table like uh it permanent would be, setup at home like what can what, it would be like
0: that uh, oil rig but i want to have it um each well, if people don't know, I actually have a photo. I think it, we fucking posted it last time I was four, however, that one is being like one pillar and like four of those pillars, and then like <laughs> all interconnected like a proper oil rig. And then but you can walk like, around inside it, oh, yeah, yeah you can walk around, yeah, yeah, and then you can have like um, so on the top level, will be the actual kind of um uh like a landing platform where you have like proper landers and shit. Mm. then you have like storage areas and lifts and stuff that you go up and down in and the best part would be like the lifts if you actually hit a button like so you, you enter a lift and like the rules we had for scanners last year so it's like a, so the next time you will arrive at uh, whatever level the lift is going to so you hit the button and then you, <laughs> the the miniatures just drives up so
2: <laughs> and then you
0: play off the next level
4: yeah, nice. So you can only get to the lift if you're nice. If you're on that level, right? Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That would be like super cool. So
0: it would be like the the space station we had for for Scandis, uh, last year, but like in in three D layouts. not so like we had now, where we had each floor was a table, but the actual everything was like three D.
3: For for me, I think, so I think I'll go, uh, that would be uh, fucking behind. cool. Kind of thirty k and June inspired, so I, I would imagine like a, a big desert that hits mm. this kind of wall with a force field or something on it, and then you have, <laughs> uh, like but, but scanners scanners have before you can. know have have like <laughs> half a table that's desert hitting a wall and then the have a big mountainside, maybe mm. a meter. high. Tall, where you have gun platforms on the mountainside, and you have walkways mm. where troops can be standing, and then behind the whole, uh, nice. the whole, yeah, cliff or mountain wall, you have a big, so motel table, also in layers, like with the with the spaceport or the oil rig. So, so, yeah, oh, yeah. nice. So yeah, you so have like it's like buried in the mountain. mountain. So you have. You can control troops at different levels and you have awesome. you know sliding doors that can open so you can go in and out and you have escalators, maybe have a big spaceport where or have a big uh, landing area where we have a bunch of Arvo's fighters and stuff standing inside. So so it's like you you protecting the <laughs> landing yeah. area and maybe also have a big fucking gate that can be opened for for the planes to fly in and out of. So hey
0: nice so if yeah. if i could if i can add on to like <laughs> the, the way that i pictured when we did scanners not last scanners but the, the scanners the year before when we did that hive city wall that the picture i had in my mind when we obviously we couldn't have enough train for that because we were playing with like what was it like 20 titans or some shit <laughs> so the train was just mostly in the way so he's basically just played with the wall but in my mind it's that old in artwork when there's this one imperial guard trooper standing with this rebreather and stuff outside of the hive city and behind him you see like the hive city wall and then the hive mm. city sprawls up behind yeah. the wall mm. so that actually the city's higher than the wall that would yeah. be in my mind My the terrain on that table obviously wasn't feasible due to being able to move the playing pieces uh that, in my mind I would be like perfect. Like you had the wall and you had that desert beforehand or ash ash waste or whatever. And then you had the wall and then you have like the spiring to- tower like would be multi-story, somewhat how this kind of esque, which is just like, but you a could, portion of the high.
4: You could look into making some yeah. sort of backdrop, couldn't you, for one side yeah. of the table? Like yeah. if le- like if you made one of the short edges, the wall, as it were. Yeah. Um, so it wouldn't really stop you playing, yeah. but you could certainly put a put a backdrop piece yeah. in
0: there. That be, that, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Like get like a massive printed out backdrop yeah. piece of the Hive City, mm. uh, and then you have that just just like a meter between the table and the actual wall where you have it. So play, mm. your place can still play, and then you just have like a uh, at least maybe two or three levels, so you mm. can still play with it physically yeah. without using fucking a sky lift yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then, and then that would actually just give the massive immersion for the guys uh, mm. playing towards the hive city. And then on the the, the desert one, so you have like a, have the backdrop of the desert just sprawling out with like mountains and shit in the backgrounds and mm. and stuff. And having all that, that would be awesome. And even better that would be if you had like yeah, those um, uh, projectors that you can get that you use place on the ground, so you so you can use place them next yeah. to the ground and they just light up <laughs> straight up. Yeah, yeah, and you can have it like kind of like a, a kind bad. of animated so you have like smoke and yeah, 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 and, yeah, yeah. Uh, and you have like small aircraft like moving around the, uh, yeah, and the skyline cool. and lights blinking and flicking. That would be like fucking oh.
3: and then obviously <laughs> enough. Yeah, we actually also have music playing. that <laughs> I think when I move to a larger uh place, I'm gonna do it. Um, but just Imagine having a table where the whole, you know, forty-eight, and what is I, how I don't remember how long is the table, one, one twenty or something, or is it seventy-eight inches or something? But anyway, uh, a full table uh, where it's just a crashed battlefleet Gothic ship. So the basically t- take like a gunboat that's crashed. So the whole table. Oh
4: yeah, is yeah, just cool.
3: Where you kind of try to find a way through the ship um, so, and then just fight on different levels inside the ship. And then some places you have, like the wall of the shield has collapsed, so you can see inside and there. Uh, some places you can walk and the corridors, some places still work. Mm. There may be some doors left. Uh, you might have a reactor room that's still kind of active or something, but just one big table that's just a crash. Battlefield Gothic ship mm. for the mm. full size of the table, maybe a half to a full meter tall. Mm. That that would be amazing to have. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, also, yeah. kind of like Gorka Moka, But, Morgan, but, but like again, the, the whole space table city. would be yeah. fucking impossible be to cool. uh, to move around because you, you it it wouldn't be tiles when you build it so tall because the the cracks you talked about earlier, henry, they they would be there would be too much of them, I think, if you uh, build it up in the heights um, and and split the table in six, for example. but uh, yeah, but
4: definitely, yeah. yeah,
0: What about you, Henry? Fucking hell! Now we we've done like three.
4: Tables. No, no, I said earlier, didn't I? I'd <laughs> I'd love to do a an actual loop, a full loop. Uh, I mean, it maybe wouldn't be smooth, but like you know, like a, not a hexagon, but you know, a many many sided circle. Um, and I'd love to magnetize it and play a play a webway thing in it where you could actually, you know, shoot across and
3: nice. And yeah, upside down. I'm Walker, i yeah, that absolutely. that would be
4: my like, you know, silly silly dream like i I, I wouldn't want to play loads of games on it but like i would one i would love to just see what that experience would be like but no i think my my like dream at home table would be that uh that stalingrad-esque um you know necropolis from gaunt's ghosts um the, the 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 fifth edition forge world terrain the epic 40k terrain yeah. that 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 style of city board like with with a canal system and yeah that that's my that's how i would love to play every battle yeah like built, built in like
0: sandbags and yeah boxes that yeah, exactly like, house because
4: and... i think it's as much as i adore the really crazy weird grim dark thing of 40k and i and i do love it like you know and, and zone mortalis is amazing for that but I almost, you know, I, I almost prefer reading about that than necessarily playing on it, if that yeah. makes sense. Because it can never quite live up to the how it no. how you picture it in your mind, right? But those slightly simpler things is, is just, yeah, uh, just the right see, tone for to the and
0: and also to add on to my dream, my dream would be to have like for every single this is this is like a, I started with this project ages ago when I was young, <laughs> second edition. It's obviously stopped a long time ago but like for every single guardsman you had like running around you had like a casualty oh, guardsman, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah and you so you just <laughs> add on like fucking dead dead dudes and shit all over the place yeah, yeah. and then like have like a so you buy like a limerase and then that, you buy another thing which you totally terrain fuck up
3: that um mm-hmm. that I, yeah. I i've been missing uh to have you know civilian just civilians are for example, city table. Why is there no? Why are there no cars or anything like not not normal cars, obvious. But take for example, Wargame exclusive. Yeah. They have these really cool sci-fi cars. Um, but just you, you. It's really hard to go and find just random civilian people. Every time you you search for miniatures on the internet, you get them with weapons or in in officer uniform or military mm-hmm. uniform or something. You don't really get. Random stranger reading a newspaper or some like just a, a complete normal yeah. model to to kind of put life to a city because most people have ruined cities, like why not have a battle that's actually going mm-hmm. on in a, a real city that's not ruined yet? It's like your job to ruin it instead, uh, not destroyed yet. So yeah, and 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 why not have yeah. civilians running around and then you can just. Whenever mm-hmm. you put down mm-hmm. a template, explode a few civilians along the way. Um, just <laughs> like it will be fun, and then you could take the <laughs> civilian casualties and count them too uh, after the battle. And maybe even have a rule just to fuck Salamanders <laughs> and Peter, saying that they can't shoot yeah. if they if they're gonna hit civilians. Um, <laughs> look, me 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 talking about background and shit. Nice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hmm. I know. Uh, that's cool. <laughs> I, I know there's uh, some some Russian dude on eBay that does like gothic civilian cars, and that's one of the things I would like to see, like smashed up civilian cars or like, not smashed on, up. on like the streets and shit. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, i I wonder, I wonder how far away we are from from GW doing little bits like that. You know, like when you think yeah. about just how much scenery they make now. Um. I, I do wonder because, like, I've I've wanted to pick up a few of those Gene yeah, Steeler cars. Cult, um, yeah, I don't know what they are—the sort of mining truck things.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
4: are like that. They they would be perfect to make into into civilian yeah. style. Uh, well, that's what they are, aren't they? They're they're yeah, they're, they're non-military definitely. things. Well, you, you know, you I, I, mean I, I think they'd be brilliant for because a of, like, a you, you have. I think
3: it's what two different cars you get, and they're still kind of military. It's like a Hummer. So it's mm. it's 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 not it it it's similar to a Hummer. So it's yeah. not like it's completely civilian. That's I, I don't know if you have seen the Wargame exclusive ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they they kind yeah, of yeah the over limo the top,
4: type thing, and and yeah. some of them are yeah. also
3: just like limo, and then you have like half the cars a flamethrower, but they have a few normal cars that are not mm. so military to look at. Um. So but but I would like to see more like ply trucks Mm. the fucking heresy train. I don't get why why Fort haven't done the heresy train. Like it's I I think Mm. it would sell so well for terrain. Mm. Just imagine a plastic set where you could do a heresy train. I'd get it. (laughs) Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yeah.
4: No, there's there's so much yeah. scope, isn't there? Well, hence why we have blabbered on for yeah. seven
0: hours, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, anyway, I think that we uh, have yeah, we probably, covered like probably. everything right now. I think so. Yeah. I think that's the list done. Yeah. I think so. So it's been lovely having you here, Henry. And Thanks for having me again. And obviously, if people have more specific questions about terrain or painting in general and want us to kind of um, yeah re- revisit that for another episode, I'm pretty sure Henry is more than happy to, to oh. tag along again and answer any Yeah, man, for questions. sure. And, questions?
4: Um, you know, we've got, a, we've got new stuff out at the minute. We've got the YouTube and the Patreon out now, which which has been since I was last on. So, you know, some of the things I was chatting about earlier, there'll be demonstrations and, and, and tutorials available. Um, yeah. so, so, you know, if you do want to check it out. Um, and, you know, as soon as we can be back doing classes, I've wanted to do a terrain mm-hmm. class for quite some time.
0: Um, yeah. So, hopefully, we can. Um, and I wanted to entertain <laughs> a fucking terrain class for a long time.
4: Um, yeah, man, but yeah, but nah, really really and good nice fun talking. coming on and nice to, yeah, and nice Yeah, I to again guys, now that we can't the, miss back it on the, the air countries well. at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's weird, yeah. man. It's really weird. It's like I can the, 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 the Swedish or the Scandinavian <laughs> heresy scene, I think is the one I am most involved with. Um, <laughs> so it feels weird like I was like yeah. still the only event I've ever played in was fucking Lincoln. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think uh was was really looking forward to Lincoln this year, have my new mm-hmm. Titanicus army ready for it and then
0: you usually talk to He's convincing me to do a s uh one of the days doing like a specialist games day where we had like a Gorgomorca thing Good. as well.
4: Good. Well I, I think so I was talking to I was like saying about Scandus. I was like, Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna Lincoln's cancelled, hopefully all this shit will be over and I can come to Scandus and, and play Titanicus and Sebastian uh Jensen was like, uh, Oh, there's uh, I don't think they're doing Titanicus at Scandus, and I was like, Yeah, well, I'm gonna be playing Titanicus for two days. During like yeah. during Scandus, there, there will be at least one person there playing. No. Titanicus. The well,
0: if, playing. if you want to be a general, you can play Battlefield Gothic for like two yeah. entire days. That's it, there you go. There yeah.
4: you go. And you, can, you can even can borrow a fleet of an army so
3: be, if you want. to play the uh, yeah. normal 30
4: <laughs> well, and they will have this Dark Angels one up yeah. to scratch by then,
3: so. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'll send you the place back <laughs> I, guess, then, I, guess. I guess we'll see you yeah. in October. <laughs> Good
4: man. Is it all confirmed now? Is it all like is it all we 100%? We def- yeah,
3: we are definitely having family. the events. Oh, um, yeah. cool. And I, the thing is they're going to give like if corona yeah. keeps you from coming to the event, then you're going to get the money back. So it's like if if you hmm. suddenly get a travel ban from England,
2: <laughs> because okay. right
3: now cool. Swedes are not allowed to go to Denmark, but yeah. they should be allowed yeah. from the mid middle of August, and then we still have one point one one point five months to like right. as a buffer cool. Cool. time, um, so we we, cool. we will see how it goes. But yeah, it, we should be able to have it unless our government tells us not to. Yeah, <laughs> right.
2: So. Yeah. yeah, but so far it
3: looks like yeah, more and more stuff are opening up, and well,
0: fucking people are starting to travel yeah. to so the Mediterranean yeah. countries for holidays, yeah. so. Mm.
4: Well, fingers crossed, man. Otherwise, 2021 is going to be an exhausting year of holidays Yeah, well, we have <laughs> <we're, laughs> <we're laughs> to overcompensate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <For sure>. Going <laughs> to all the events. Cool, man. Well, yeah. thanks a lot, guys. So, uh, right. Yeah, had a lot of fun. It's good, man. All right. Thanks.
0: And we'll be right back after this
1: and welcome back. So that is the Hi. my pardon for a lot of you listeners as well. Uh, educational part about grain. 3D printing, crafting, bizarre blood, alchemy, revenant work. Really good. Freddy, did you learn yep. anything?
0: Uh, yes. <laughs> I, learned, <clears throat> I learned I have to buy a 3D printer.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I learned <laughs> <that> I have <laughs> to buy a 3D printer and preferably some sort of like technically savvy yet incredibly socially awkward teen who just lives with me and maintains it for me. Yeah.
0: And obviously we have to go and see Ryan Kimmel to get like a a education course in 3D printing.
1: Yeah. Man, he's learned. He's picked that up quick. Yeah.
0: God damn. I need a barn. My next house is going to have a barn. Can't
1: just (laughs) just, like buy the neighbor's house? Mm. Considering where you live, the neighbor has to be a barn, right? No, it's a field. Maybe I can buy the field and build a barn. Yeah, you know what I say. Build and it will come. Do a
0: hobby barn. That's true. Sure. Come on. But, but I wanted to open a pub here. Oh, yeah. Last time Pelle and I was drunk, we were going to open a pub. And we, we, the reason we had a pub was just so we can have exclusive rights to serve alcohol
1: while we war game. Yeah. Well, that's a good game. That's a good mm-hmm. idea. Speaking yeah. of learning new things, uh, if you want to improve your painting game, if you want to ask about custom commissions, or if you just want to improve every part about your moral being, check out the Cult of Paint. Uh, the amazing Hunter Steele, who's just on here, uh, has a really good education setup. And I think everyone in Sweden who's ever played in the 30K community can attest both to his skill, his veracity, and basically, an, he's a super nice guy. Uh, he's, very, he's very patient. And if you ask him questions after the course uh, over the EM, like you know, Joran did, he's very kind and very instructive. So, great yeah. stand-up guy overall. Also he acknowledges in his heart of hearts the saviour six dead the fanciest best one. Suck it uh, Orthodox Church Freddy.
0: No, 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 no. He likes Fourth Ed the best. Fourth and fifth fifth is like his passion.
1: <laughs> no, it isn't. Yeah, it is. Why would you besmirch the character very our No, no, it's, it's true. It, it's true.
0: I talked if to you him here, last I time exactly and that's how him. it is. We can call yeah, him yeah. now. He's gonna he's gonna attest to like that there's nothing more he wants than Goblin Green and fucking
1: Fourth. Head. You know what? If you were here, I would slap you with a deerskin glove and probably get shot. But I would challenge you to some kind of duel.
0: Oh, that's right. (laughs) I have all the weapons necessary to fight said duel.
1: Well, fuck. I realize if I challenge you, you get to choose the weapons. Uh, That is true. I I take that back. (laughs) You you can
0: have your plastic Sith-ed gore, or beastie
1: gore, and I'll throw you a fucking uh,
0: (laughs) heavy metal.
1: Well, actually, in 6th ed, you didn't have Bestigors in plastic. They were never released in plastic. You either got fine cast, which was like 7th, 8th ed, or you had the metal ones. The Bestigors were only available in like painfully pointy metal models. Oh,
0: okay, well, that's good. At least that's something that's possible be. about
1: 6th ed, then. <laughs> the way it should be. Uh, so, speaking about that, Freddie, speaking about uh, mm-hmm. swiftly changing the subject to not get me murdered, I heard something's going up with Scandis that is true uh tickets are up
0: uh you just have to log into nerdcon you have all the details on our uh, event page on the book of faces uh obviously it is going to be a different twist this year uh we are seeing uh, it's kind of like we're taking the best of everything in our event series and smashing it all together into a massive narrative extravaganza where we will have Everything from Leviathan, Crazy Bananas Titans, to real-time-esque uh, action going on. BFG, yeah, that's true. Uh, crazy cards playing out, uh, as well as story, as well as all kinds of shit. So it's just going to be crazy. The, the only drawback is, I don't know, Like I think the border is still going to be closed. As in, not closed, as in they will check your papers and shit. So I don't know if I can travel with my sword on the plane.
1: Uh, well, actually, speaking of that, uh, if you put it in your, hand, pocket, in your luggage, is that okay. I'm not going to swear on this, but you should check out the terms and conditions of buying your tickets because I'm pretty sure that if you buy a ticket to NerdCon and they close to board Sweden, you will be getting a refund. Well, so basically, so, any,
0: anything Corona related, you will get a refund. So it is pretty.
1: Get your tickets. Make sure that we have full funding and people ready and raring to go because, you know, Fuck it's fucking hashtag Danish plus go on a meta. We need some good Stockholm narrative-driven discussions. People from the okay. north as well, north, and, and western, east Sweden, unite.
0: And if you live in like the Mellardalen area and you want to join the Heresy Bus, uh, driven by yours truly, then just send me a PM and we'll see what we can do.
1: Yeah. Uh, heads up: the Heresy Bus has "GIMP" written on the side, and there's a lot of like uh, handcuffs in the back. Don't get deterred. It's just- no, no, thank okay. you.
0: And also. Fucking top-notch heresy train.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you will be traveling the entire trip with a huge train board in your lap. It's a good feeling. It's no, a good no. feeling.
0: The van is massive. You'll be able to... I think we can fit in like eight people and then we'll have the backspace will be enough for... 60 tables, I think. We're just gonna... Stuck st- it all fucking full.
1: Like crazy people. It'd be good times. Speaking good of times. adjusting to the times, uh, the mm-hmm. raffle ticket has yes. had a slight alteration to become even more awesome and grandiose than ever. And Freddy, how will this take place?
0: Uh, well, uh, after many uh, thoughts and consideration, even though it's super painful as it's super personal for me, we have decided that this year's raffle, uh, we're just going to postpone it to next year and combine it with next year's raffle. As in all the prices we're still here, um, we'll, we'll put them up all together with next year's prices, which is also going to be even more awesome, uh, and just draw a massive mega raffle. And the reason because of that is due to this fucking uh, COVID-19 bullshit, because, well, as everyone knows, really has reopened. Kind of hard to get hold of stuff to have them ready before the raffle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because so I want...
1: Particularly as they're selling out a lot of stuff, because, remember, Fort Force Productions facilities have not had kept open for a very long time, so. No, and,
0: and I want, like like I always do, I want to make sure that we have everything ready for the raffle, so everything is going to be top-notch painted, everything assembled, fucking all the little bits and pieces. Uh, this, however, like one of the ups up to this is that people can now donate further along for raffle gifts for this year raffle. Just keep on donating. We'll, we'll still do, like, whatever they donated after uh, October, it's going to go for, well, still going to be the same raffle. So you can still just donate everything we're putting in into a m- big, mega, fucking, super extravagance raffle. Like, like you know, tits deep raffle. It's going to yes. be super and crazy.
1: This time, when we do mega raffle, uh, for every prize that we raffle off, Fred is going to take a shot of tequila. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> it won't be a long, fucking raffle. And,
1: and he's going uh, to keep reading the names as he's drinking. <laughs> So, I'd, I'd no, really no, like no, that my ticket t- ticket a, to do like a or some shit. Or if whiskey. your name is like Salamanca or Farzud or like Indimara, I'd love you if you bought tickets and Freddy has drinks and he's trying to read your name and be super respectful. <laughs> Disrespectful. I'll, 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 uh, provide, I'll provide a tequila. Oh, All
0: okay. Well. well, you owe me so much fucking alcohol anyway, you piece of shit. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, that
1: came out of nowhere. Like, you drink somebody else's alcohol for three years and this is what I fucking get. Yeah, that's true. i out of nowhere. Uh,
0: but before people are getting discouraged, everyone that has donated already for this re- year's raffle, uh, obviously it's on the list. We're just gonna make the list longer, like uh, yeah. because we're gonna have twice as many prices. So just keep donating. It's not gonna be like a, uh, anything. So you haven't missed out, you still have the uh, massive change cutting off. We're not of cutting you off, you still have all your tickets, they're not disappeared or anything, it's just that Next year when we do the mega mega draw, which we probably just have to set aside for a whole fucking day just to do the draw then. Yeah. So we can't do it at the end of Scandis. We probably have to do it like the day after end of Scandis, and you sit down and do like a, a massive draw, live draw at my place with tequila then apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so don't worry about it. Like you, all your tickets are still you're still on the ticket list. You will still you're still in the draw. You will still, uh, you know, have your chance to win amazing, amazing prizes. And the prizes is going to be more and more amazing the more time presses on. And I know all the other podcasts are going to chip in, just like always. We're going to have like gifts left, right, and center. You know, it's not just a warlord order. It's not just going to be that twenty-eight mil fucking um, aeronautica. It's just going to be so much other shit that's going on. Special edition books, all kinds of crazy stuff. Well, it's yeah. going to be
1: raffled out. So. I mean, the last couple of years I've donated BFG stuff. You always find stuff you don't really need or that was going to yeah. go to some project that never panned out. Just send it's ready. Uh, and if I can just be completely honest, I think everybody knows that it's been a tremendously strenuous year for everyone. I'm not talking financially, but I mean, that's a problem oh, that and hobby. Yeah. But it's been hard making sure the raffle is managed in a respectful and proper way. Uh, just yeah. to make sure that everybody got exactly, we're not cutting anyone off. This is not about us saying, hey, your money's going straight to charity. I don't think a lot of people like, have an issue with it, but Freddie took the decision that we said that tickets, money equals tickets. We're not changing that. You're actually no. getting greater odds of getting something, and like Freddie said, we're doubling. Statistically, I'd say with the stuff we're donating, it's probably it might even be more than doubling, but we'll see. Again, we'll see. Uh, but right now, we're just expanding it, and you could like, keep giving money over the entire year, like, two, three tickets a month, Yeah, a <laughs> but it needed to be done this way, otherwise it would be a hash of it, and it wouldn't be... Yeah, because we, we don't want to
0: say, like, oh, you want this thing, Uh, we're just waiting for a 4-12 delivery, and then we're yeah. going to
1: paint it, and that's just
0: bullshit, because we want to put up, like like we've done all the other times, we want to put up whips, we want to put up photos of armies, we want to sex it up, we want to be able to engage the community, you no, know, like, mm. fucking... We, we want to make sure that our cast
1: member's uh, body here grows up, so we can like grow out so we can wax it properly for the next yeah. stream <laughs> That's just true. like respecting the theme you know
0: yeah no but this year has been shit like we haven't even been able to have a fellathon or or any of those things that we normally like all the service and extra swag and shit that we provided we used it's just been fucking total shit like the, the stuff that we took to the the printers so i've been trying to contact you to like for one of the gift uh, like Mega prices we're having. Obviously, they've been shut down to Corona. They haven't fucking opened up yet. And now it's summer and it's like we're getting closer to October. And, and I want to have prices well ready at least like a couple of months beforehand just to you know, sh- show you guys that we have like the shit right here and it's super sexy and get you more to donate. Like build the hype and shit. And this year has been shitty for that.
1: The choice was either half assing it or postponing so it slightly. So we showed some even and postponing. Like for yeah, instance, the Gregor. last thing we want to do is go like, hey, so the winner is uh, well, it's his birthday. Alexander Valadis Duve. Uh, here's a <laughs> gilded I owe you note. We'll send it to you whenever Forbes pops us up, and all of us can paint it. Wouldn't yeah. have felt good. So this host. <laughs> <go. laughs> yeah.
0: So we're not about that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So we,
1: we
0: want we we want to be professional amateurs, as like Yoda used to say, and. Uh, we want to actually provide like a decent service uh, to get you to donate and stuff. And then I know that the entire DMT community has, because you know they are in like the extreme risk group when it comes to COVID and shit. So it's been a lockdown there as well. Uh, all there, it's been like heaps of online support and stuff, but it, it feels like, <sighs> I want to give it what it deserves, and I want to be able to put in like 120. percent Not when I'm yeah. building a stupid hospital for sick people and running around working like <laughs> for free, basically. Um, no, because we I want to do this properly, and and as well um, because now everyone has been all all clients. Like I I know most people probably heard about it, Sweden hasn't been really closed down. It's been like in a weird kind of twilight zone esque. Half yeah, it's ass, been, half been Weird,
1: even for the people who live here, because yeah,
0: yeah, it's been super weird. So it's been like really hard to keep the crew together, do all these because uh, people have been working but not working, and it's all kinds of weird shit going on. Which yeah. probably it's you guys overseas have no idea what's going on here. But yeah, so we haven't been able to give like the podcast that love it deserves, the raffle the love it deserves, everything the love it deserves, and we want to you know fucking provide the best service we can. And that's why we postponed it one year.
1: Now a ramble enough, I
0: guess.
1: <laughs> yeah, and but still, I think it was well said, Freddy. And I don't think anyone who's ever heard you talk about this doubts your commission commitment, your commission, uh, your commitment, and like the seriousness and the respect you treat the subject with, which you know. Yeah. Fuck yeah, Freddy. A rare compliment from me, so you know I'm actually oh, being no. serious for once. Luckily, we're not Now recorded. back to the silly buggers. <laughs> so uh, yeah, also for Scandus. Uh, if you're listening to this, JP, Finnish JP, I need to sound the horns. Bring fucking Finnish heresy. I've never seen any Norwegian heresy. If you guys are out there which are like redonkulous oil money, just like handcrafted. Lord Titans, come on over. French community, come on. German community, come on over. You need to show the Danes what for. They think they basically have like Silesia back. Come on. You guys bought, you fought off Denmark once, Prussia, you can do it again. Yeah. Any other weird historical European war- wars I can invoke here? I don't know. Like, uh. Schleswig-Holstein. uh yeah. Come on, guys.
0: The, the poems are always welcome. The yeah. Ne- Kenachuks. Yes.
1: Kenachuks. Yes. 30- yeah. Freddie, come on over. Yeah. Uh, Everyone just come over. Yeah. Hey, have you noticed how weird it is that Tim and Michael is never in the same room at the same time? Maybe just one person. They better come to Denmark and disprove me.
0: Uh, well, they were kind of like
1: at the Depticon,
0: but never mind.
1: Were <laughs> they, news. or were you just hypnotized,
0: or maybe I was just yeah,
1: Maybe you were drunk.
0: You're that, drunk is <laughs> that is also <ultra> true. That is also true. Oh my god! <laughs> anyway, I couldn't
1: afford That you yelled at a mirror.
0: Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah but that's just that's lies. Fake news. Um, that's
1: life. <laughs> that's life. <laughs> 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 yeah, uh, follow us on Facebook. No, follow us on Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook. If you enjoy what you're hearing right now, with which I mean, of course, Freddy, uh, the dulcet tones of Freddy, uh, check mm-hmm. out the Patreon. It, it will, like, like uh, Shaft. Everything else,
0: rise like the phoenix out of the fire of uh, COVID, the burningness.
1: Yes. We're like steel forged in the fires, with all our impurities burnt away, and what only rem- remains now is pure hobby lust. Right, Rogue Smelt Bombs? And with no. that, I want to tell you, Freddy, you- should you be on the streets?
0: You sh- don't forget it. Be hang around <laughs> in the streets, full grim in the sheets, and try not to lose your head.
1: This try is- not to give head, yeah. <laughs> oh, lose well, your head.
0: I lose your head. Uh, well, but we forgot. This is a good night for me, you fucking idiot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and uh, slightly good night for me until my kids wake up I guess which is going no, be any that. time now
0: it's true so be angry in the streets, grim in sheets and try not to lose your head this is the Rangan Heresy Podcast signing off